Hello, and welcome to episode 6 of the Behind the Edge podcast. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, this episode will cover everything we are thankful for in the knife community, from Benchmade quality control, to Lion Steel M390, to catcher testing. All jokes aside, we are thankful to have Nick, also known as Stasa23 on YouTube and Instagram, on the pod with us today. So, so happy to have you here. How are you, Nick? I'm doing really good. I appreciate y'all inviting me. Um, we're going to do a thankfulness dump. Which is uh, like a pocket dump, but we just dump what we're thankful for. So everyone just go around and share one thing you are thankful for that has happened in the past week. <laughs> um, okay, I'll, st- I'll start. Um, I am thankful for being able to go home and see my family this Thanksgiving. Okay, that's sweet, but that's not what you wrote here. Right here it says, my big pee-pee. So I'm, I'm, pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure you're not following the script, but... Uh, that's that's going to be bleep now. That's okay. No, I think, I think that's clean. It's a, it's a, it's a I baby word. I hope it's word. clean. It's just, I mean, it's just two letters, right? I mean... Anyway, so, okay. Who's next? Um, I'll go next. I'm thankful for the ability to make poor financial decisions over this last week credit cards okay what'd you buy what 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 financial decision no i'm not gonna about? say it on here because y'all are gonna kill me are we hmm. more, more uh more spiderco mcb jumping no is it a rowdy it's it's stupider than the mc than the mc jumping um so <laughs> have y'all heard of that website battle box like that kind of like cringy yeah, ABC subscription thing yeah so they um they may still have it if y'all are interested. They have seventy percent off like most of their stuff. Um, okay, so but what is BattleBox? I'm it's a like a I would say like a more, gearbox, huh? Yeah, it's like a gearbox, like a tactical outdoor is it, subscription it, box. It's is like it a random, like, you, like what you get is yeah. random. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a loot box, like one of those anime loot boxes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, so it's like a loot box, but in real life. Yeah, yes. The casino? <laughs> I, I mean, look, I like loot Beale's boxes good. as long as, like, I have a good chance of getting something actually anyway, good. Like a boss have, weapon or something? Anyway, they have a, an actual web store where you can just go and buy stuff straight up. So I may have bought a Gerber and a Mantis knife. Why? Why? Because Wait, you they were 70% them? off. <laughs> yeah, I got, so the Mantis gearhead, it's like 200 bucks. I got it for like $60. And then I got a Gerber oh, flat iron. That's a funky looking knife. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I have to. I have to check it out. Okay, hold uh, on. I'm looking up Mantis gearhead. Yeah, you just wait till you see this one, Brian. It's it's oh. it's crazy. As hell. Did you get the Tanto? It looks like a gas station <laughs> knife. No, I got the uh, copper drop point. Copper drop point. Ooh, wow. They even have Damascus. And That's then a, um, it's like a steampunk yeah, knife. Yeah, steampunk yeah. knife. You know what? It's okay. A, it's it's a I, decent looking. We all make mistakes. Well, yeah, we all uh, make mistakes. It's it's two hundred dollars for four forty C. So like kitchen knives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. And, and then I got a okay. flat iron for ten dollars. All right. Okay. That's, I mean that's that's fair. But hey, the I mean, flat iron. I, I was kind of interested in what it was like quality wise. What it was like. I'm, yeah, I'm I, I can't knock you. I bought one too. <laughs> yeah. That, but yeah. Ten dollars. I'm not gonna complain about it. Yeah. Yeah. The, that's fair. The new one's actually not bad. Uh, the one with the aluminum scale. Yeah, that's what. That's the one I got, the green one. I figured it had to be somewhat popular if they were making titanium scales for it on um, titanium. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm eager to check that one out. I'm more excited about that than the Mantis, honestly. I mean, Mantis yeah, is like a novelty, it. so. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
Okay, so Echo is thankful for family. Jacob is thankful for excess money. Uh, Vex, what are you <laughs> thankful for? Uh, I'm thankful for snow tires, because if I don't have them, I'd probably die. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, necessities. All right. Uh, Nick, what are you thankful for? Oh, I'm thankful for, my, for being able to see my family in Idaho this past week, and for dumping all my money on that knives yeah. <laughs> as well. Uh, what am I oh. thankful for? Um, I am thankful for the fact that Peter's Heat Treat finished my batch a week early, so I got my knives. Nice. And then they didn't label any of them, so I can't even use them. I'm very thankful. (laughs) I'm very (laughs) thankful to Peter's Heat Treat for sending me all my knives early, and then not writing down what steel each blade was, what hardness each blade was, just just giving me the blank slate. That's that's excellent. So do you have to to send them back to them to get them to scan them, or? Um, Well, they might have organized it in some way. So for now, I just took a picture, and they said they'd call me back on Monday. So I'm hoping that they remember what hardnesses <laughs> they did things to. Um, yeah, that's the one thing that would be a little troubling unless they rock well all of them. Yeah, you do have like the you do have like the the stats, right? Like they yes, said, exactly. Like what steel was what? I, I requested stuff. specific hardnesses. So if they just did what I asked, that's fine. Um, now. What I am actually thankful for is, um, you know, obviously I got to see family. It was nice too, so thankful for family. But uh, my uh, parents um, had bought me a Rockwell tester. So, oh, wow! So the That's real thing stat. that I, so nice. <laughs> so the real thing I'm thankful for is that Peters didn't write the hardnesses down, but I could just test it myself. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> So that's that, gonna be really convenient for you. Yeah, yeah it's it's great. It's, it was definitely a necessary step to take. So, yeah, yeah. that's really cool. All right, now, now do you have to get it calibrated once in a while? Yeah, or what yeah. kind of machine is it? Um, so it's a Grizzly, uh, I think nine six four five, and I do have to get it calibrated every now and then. And uh, also, um, it comes with some testing blocks, so like you can check if it's calibrated by testing on the block, and the number should be like yeah. a specific <laughs> match. So, yeah, but it should be interesting. That's um, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure if you had any questions about it, you could ask Jay Cool or yeah. I don't I can't remember his name. Triple yeah, B. Uh, Kurt or Triple B, yeah. 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 So, yeah, there's, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, That's also really thankful cool. for all the people in the community who are just super helpful and, like, just willing to lend assistance when you don't know something. Um, yeah, we, ha- we have an awesome community. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I also I guess I should also put out there I'm thankful for Will Parsons and letting me basically crap on him every single day. In Discord, <laughs> he likes uh, attention. I'm I am I'm, I'm, yeah. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. I'm thankful. But, oh my! Hey, all my <laughs> quiet. I'm glad my I'm glad I'm not the only one that dog likes to talk during anything I do. <laughs> Yeah, it's Surprise, just, he didn't go crazy after he heard that. It's just uh, more work for me to just uh, basically s- silence that part of the audio. <laughs> <laughs> He's not having it. Huh? <laughs> He's like, exactly, I want to talk on the podcast. <laughs> God, every- My dog must be drunk or something, because usually if he even remotely hears a dog bark, he is nuts. <laughs> Oh, it's God. it's ironic because I was about to say I'm thankful for my dogs because my um my oldest turned two the day of Thanksgiving he he was born on Thanksgiving God, so dogs are young 
Yeah, so he he's like a it's a reminder all the time of like, oh, he it's his birthday and I'm thankful for him and you know, it's all the the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Let's all see. right, so pocket dump is next. And this is a normal thing we do, so just you know, what we're carrying. So what are you guys carrying? What have you done with knives in general this past week? Well, um all I carried this week was the metamorph. I only brought one knife home because I didn't want to lug my entire case. So I just carried the metamorph and i don't know i didn't do too much cutting with it i i did open a packet of bacon with it today so american hard use yeah Yeah, hard use (laughs) (laughs) i mean you eat turkey uh i mean yeah i i I did eat turkey but like i mean i i i didn't prepare it oh okay it was already (laughs) like cut up for you it i mean yeah it was cut up and like if i needed i don't know i just i just cut it with a fork if i needed to cut it really it was it wasn't like huge piece like big pieces of turkey you know so i mean i don't know i didn't didn't think about pulling it out during the thanksgiving dinner anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah that's that's basically all i did i don't think didn't really do anything else with my knives you know so i mean i did kind of pull out uh, my old k-bar snake charmer and kind of look at it because it was kind of um messed up i i don't even know how well i guess i know how that so my snake charmer is an s35 vn and i used it as a neck knife so i guess over the course of like a year of sweat it started to corrode a little bit Ew. so i yeah <laughs> it's kind of gross but I, pu- I pulled it out and kind of looked at it and i was like you know if i like got it stonewashed it would basically look brand new so I was thinking about doing that at some point, maybe, and then start carrying it again. But yeah, that's it. So, anyone want to go next on their pocket dump? I carried my Riot Jack today, but I cut up a couple apples this week. That that was cool. <laughs> I mean, you gotta you gotta justify your purchases sometimes. I do. I <laughs> do like apples. Yeah, dude, I don't I like mean, apples. I just cut them up. Let's be honest here. <laughs> what do you? I don't. I don't really like apples either. Fruit but I should like not cutting be crunchy. Fruit. What's wrong with y'all? You guys are crazy. Apples are amazing. That's apples what it is. So yes, good. fruit should not be crunchy. I never realized what the problem was. They shouldn't be crunchy. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you're apple. more of a banana guy. <laughs> okay, not mushy either. I like peaches. The apple is. <laughs> the apple's crust is my favorite part of the apple. Crust. Did you just call it the crust. crust? <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> what, what would you the peel of the apple it's the, apple. the skin the skin, the skin of the, the crust oh, I wait, say that, like, yeah you don't say it's the skin of the earth that, that sounds yeah but the earth's not a fruit <laughs> i'm telling you about it no the no. earth has a core i don't want and so does, yeah and oh. so does has apple. a core too but it's not a damn rock <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, I haven't cut up apples in a long time. I used to do that with my old PM2, but now I just tear into them. Yeah, man, that Jack though. I'm looking at the Jack right now. It's such a nice looking knife. Yeah, it feels like an inch smaller would be the my favorite knife, honestly. Yeah, if it was a little smaller, I would buy one for sure. Like it is very attractive looking, especially. Do you have that? Um, so it's an integral looking thing. Is it integral? Yep. Yeah. Um, I like that milling on the back, like the X's, sort of oh, Amazon yeah. style. That looks really nice. So I am yeah, a fan of that well. knife. <laughs> yep, big fan. Yeah, of that it's knife. nice. I checked it out. 
I'll tell you that it seems like that was Riot flexing their their uh, machining muscle right there. <laughs> yeah, they went all out on the jack for sure. I really like no the doubt. jack too. It just looks a little weird. It is a little bit wonky looking, isn't it? Everyone hates the pivot. Uh, that seems like most people hate. Brian, I can't dog. stop them. They're 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 only <laughs> they're just dogs. <laughs> Shut the door to your recording booth. What the heck are you doing? I'm in the living room. This is a fireplace. <laughs> yeah, it's cold. That, that, <laughs> it's cold. When we when we used to do our podcast, I'd have to lock myself in my bathroom. Dogs <laughs> go nuts. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> Brian, what what are you carrying? Um, I'm actually not carrying anything right now. Everything is kind of blasphemy, d- dismantled. Dead. So I, 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 was, <laughs> I, mean, I can tell you what I've been carrying this week. Um, I carried the, uh, so for most of the week, I carried the Insight, the Civivi Insight. Um, if you saw my post on Reddit and, you know, and I, I posted a picture in the Discord as well. The Edge was super chipped by the end of this week. Like just one week of like, you know, normal use that I put any of my knives through. Um, the Edge was super chipped. Uh, so I have decided I'm going to make a new blade. I was already going to do this, but it sort of accelerated the need for that. So I've already designed a new blade for the Insight. So I'm going to make an M390 blade for it. A harpoon-shaped one. Yeah. And then, uh, Harpoons are great. Other than the Insight, like on Thanksgiving and stuff, I carried um, this the Tucson that I got. Um, I don't know what number model it is, but it's the one that's a front flipper and has a spidey hole. The you know what I mean? That was the no, best. No, no, one. no, not 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 the stingray. Um, it's okay. It, it has a lot of belly, it. but also a slight recurve near the tip. Um, but anyway, that one that one's really attractive, and it's in 14C 28N, not D2, or you know the lower quality M390 that they sometimes put out. Oh, um, so <clears throat> it's the Tucson TS129. That's like the best one I've ever seen, though. Yeah, I have. That. Is that the carbon fiber? Yes, scale? it's the one you have. Yeah, it's yes. the one you have. Yeah. yeah, I just got that. Yeah. That's probably my favorite so far that they made. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yeah, I wish they would stick with D2 and 14C28M because their S90 seems to be pretty crappy, at least from my testing, and their M390. Yeah, I, I just like 14C28N more than D2 because, you know, more stain resistant, takes a finer yeah. edge, whatever. Um, so that's my favorite for sure. Um, design wise and and steel choice wise and my what what uh do you know what thickness yours is nick uh i think i, I could be wrong but i think it's around twenty thousand on the edge oh really i think i'm not certain though okay. cause, uh, it's been probably a week since i've i've checked it mine is ridiculous uh, mine is eight thou <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but Christ. did you re- regrind? No, I didn't. This is from the from fr- straight from China. It's it was oh, it's mine's definitely China. not eight thousands. No way. Yeah, my, mine has like I mean, the, the smallest bevel ever I've ever seen on a production knife. So it could my my bevel is not that small. Mine could be fourteen. Okay, so still pretty good. I, I do recall it, it cuts pretty good, so it's probably fourteen. Okay, yeah, that's reasonable. But yeah, so I've been carrying that a ton. I, I cut most of my. Uh, cardboard with that and then the other tasks i used the the civivi insight for and it didn't really survive so <laughs> you that, know what? that was that was my week i'm ordering mine right now that's how good it is it, <laughs> it looks good yeah wait didn't you ask me if you could buy mine earlier well if you're gonna sell yeah i'll buy yours no how i'm not selling that <laughs> exactly <laughs> you tease how much i actually got a new tucson in myself uh the tucson 102 kind of looks like a uh 
the Spyderco Techno 2 almost, but it's like labeled as a cigar knife because it has a huge hole in the middle of it, <laughs> to, I guess, if you want to cut a cigar with it. But I got it because I'm friends with Sean of Tepe Designs, and it's one of his designs, so I want to review it. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, it's the smoothest Tucson I've ever had, ever. <laughs> like, it, it's it no resistance whatsoever. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious how Tucson's will do if you polish the uh, internals. Um, it yeah. might be really smooth. I, I'm sure they would be because it, it already doesn't have a whole lot of drag yeah. with their satin finish. You know? mm-hmm. So that's that one's pretty good. Uh, there's also another one that was pretty exciting, the TS-186. That one looks really nice, too. Also... 14C28N. It's called the Kingfisher. Kingfisher. I I picked up the um the Warhead. You know it's the it's integral. Oh yeah. Like yeah. a Warncliffe. That one's cool. Oh, Did been, you notice that, that their one. most attractive designs are all slip joints for some reason? <laughs> oh no. They have like four or five of them I want so bad, but I'm not a huge slip joint. Yeah, guy. exactly. <laughs> I was like, ooh, if that just had a small little flipper. Would be nice, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Nick, what are you carrying today, Nick? Uh, in the pocket today, I went a little big. I I picked up a Steve Carroll custom EDMD. Ooh. And that's what I had in the pocket today. Over the week, being that we flew, I didn't want to carry anything that wasn't easily replaceable, and I am testing the Hogue Deca. That new, that new one they just came out with, yeah. the one that's going to be battling the bug out, and um, that that night that knife did really well this weekend. I, I I cut pretty much anything and everything I could find. Um, definitely a lot of store tags. Let me <laughs> but, see. The um, okay. Um, oh, okay. I like the blade shape, and it it's it's. It's doing a lot of the same things as the the bug out. It has that same blade stock thickness. I mean, like the the stock thickness is pretty close to the same, if not a, the exact same. Mm-hmm. And they're both measuring twenty thousandths on the edge. I, you know, I, I would like it to be less, but you know, I can I can live with that. Yeah, and it's twenty CV. I'm seeing now. Yeah, so pretty much everything the bug out should have been. They did it right off the bat. The only way you get that in a bug out is in a sprint run that's already sold out. Right, and the sprint run is more expensive too for yeah, the same like, yeah, way more expensive. Yeah, way more. Like their S30V model is almost the same exact price as the the Deca. Yeah, funny thing about their thumb studs. I had a Hogue XL1 in for a regrind, and yeah, yeah that thumb stud is uh, not just press fit; it's also red Loctited in. So that was fun. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, is that gosh. all of their thumb studs or no no just the that knife i don't know about their other ones but that one i was like i i looked inside i was like why was this so hard to remove and it's like oh i see a bunch of red <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know um my grayman duo was like that too it was almost impossible for me to get that thing off it's press fitted and red loctited yeah oh, i don't know why but all right so <coughs> let's see we House. have some housekeeping yep uh, so I guess the only housekeeping we have is that I am very sorry that I didn't upload the previous podcast to YouTube as of yet, but you know, I was very busy over the week with my family for Thanksgiving. So yeah, he's trying to hide behind Thanksgiving, even though it's not uh, really it'll related. Be, it'll be <laughs> up. 
that the previous that you know most people most of the listeners uh listen to it on other places so that's fine it's just for the few that do like to have it in the video format but that'll be up um, by the time this podcast is uh on spotify and all that so then you can visit it there so that's it for housekeeping yeah, Echo's like those makers with low HRC knives who are like, oh, people don't use them anyway. People don't use YouTube anyway. It's fine. No one's using it anyway. Whatever. They'll never find out. No one's using it on this platform. I feel bad because they're, they're, the people that do use YouTube, they actually don't watch the videos. They basically just download the MP3 and then they like put it somewhere else. So that makes You let them all down. Yeah, I don't know. I I did give those people a, d- a different place to download it though, so that that should be fine. Okay. All right. Okay. So uh, the next thing we're gonna do is um, we mentioned this before, but you know, anytime we have a guest, we want to you know have guest participation, obviously. So we're gonna start off with some questions for you, Nick. Go ahead. Who's starting? I'm ready. <laughs> um. So how long have you been in the nights, Nick? Oh, a long time. I'm 39. I've been in, I've been probably since I was about eight years old. So you'd have to do the math on that one. A long, long time. And I've been probably seriously collecting for the last probably nine to 10 years. Dang. You can only imagine how many stupid knives I have in my house right now. (laughs) My wife gets mad at me pretty often. (laughs) That's hilarious. during that whole time of collecting, have you ever done a purge where you just like sold a bunch of stuff, you know, just like I need to get rid of knives or do you always just keep oh, getting all the more? time? Okay. Uh, it, well, for a while it, I was, you know, you know how hard it is to part with knives, even if you're not using them. Yeah. But um, I had a bad accident four years ago that, you know, I shouldn't be here, but I'm here anyway. So I kind of got to the idea of no safe queens use my stuff because you can't take them with you when you're gone. True. <laughs> so, true. um, I, any knife that I don't carry for over a month, it's put in a, you know, a pile and those are ready to be sold. That's why I was able to get that Steve Carroll because I had a bunch of money and a savings account that I call my knife savings account. <laughs> so That's I really bought cool. a bunch of knives so. this past month. It's a good way to look at it though. So everything gets used and, you actually use them as tools. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, cause if you, you, I don't know about y'all, but you know, if I buy a knife over 200 bucks and I, and I don't use it every time I look at it, I see $200 exactly. sitting there. Yep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's my, my perspective. Dude, I'm the same. It's like, sometimes I look in my wallet, I see a $200 bill and it's just like staring at me. So I throw it down a cliff instead. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I'm actually the same way though. Um, I had a Andre Thorburn, which was like 800 bucks plus. And after I went rock climbing with it one time, I felt way more comfortable like actually using it. And I've been happier like after, I was happier after I started using it than when it was a safe yeah. queen, so. Um, yeah, you, you get multiple enjoyment out of it. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, so uh, well, what? okay, you can go, Jacob, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good, do, do you want to? It doesn't matter, I mean. No, you go, no, you go. Okay. <laughs> um, so what what made you want to start a YouTube channel for, for knife reviews and stuff like that? Um, well, like I said, four years ago, 
I was in a, a, a chemical plant explosion and uh, I, I was burned 80% of my body. So I had a lot of time on my hands. Um, I was, you know, pretty much bed bound for over a year and I'm not allowed to work. So whenever I was working, all my buddies were like, dude, you know a lot about knives. You love knives. You definitely have a passion. You should talk. You should do a YouTube channel talking about your knives. But I never had the courage to do it. And I didn't feel like I had the time when I was working. Yeah. I worked on a plant. So I was working, you know, 40 to 60 hours a week. And, you know, after the accident, I had nothing but time. So I, I finally picked up my phone and recorded a video in landscape. I mean, it wasn't even in landscape mode. It was in portrait. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and at first I didn't upload it. You know, it was just somebody told me just upload. I mean, just record videos. Don't upload them until you feel comfortable. So finally I was like, what's the worst that could happen? You know, I don't care. And I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it just to talk knives. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I truly have a passion for knives. That's awesome. <laughs> mm, portrait so, mode. I hope that answered the question good. No, yeah, that's a that's a great answer, I think. Yeah, that first video is the, the hardest one. After that, it's not so bad. So what are some of your favorite knives, Dessa? Oh, I don't I don't have any uh I don't know. I'm not a fanboy to anything, but I like I like my sub three inch knives mainly because I my type of clothing I got to wear now is like lightweight clothing. So I don't go for any real big knives, even though I just picked up a few. <laughs> um, I don't know. Lately I, I've been carrying, I, you know, it's always the ones you just bought. Those are the ones you usually could put in the pocket yes, <laughs> over a lot. But I will say, and I saw Brian had this knife, uh, this a Purvis MK two. Yeah. Uh, it's an awesome knife. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. I, I really like, like the the first version of that one. The one with three curve. Yeah, with just the uh, just the hole opener. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I like. I mean, I have a few of his knives, uh, but I mean, I don't. I don't have any specific. My favorite blade shape is definitely a clip point Bowie. That's it's to me. It just represents a knife. Oh yeah, that's like I guess from my childhood. You that's know, a pure <laughs> knife blade right there. Yeah, yeah. MK two is definitely a nice knife. Yeah, and I, I tend to like I like thumb openers more than flippers now. I guess because being in the knife hobby so long, flippers are just like every other knife. Played yeah. out. Now I do like a triple threat. I like a flipper that has a thumb deployment and you know different opening methods. Yeah, the more the better. That's so, how I see it. You know, I think that's why yeah, the spidey definitely. hole is so popular, just because. You could open it in so many different ways, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So. What new knives are you excited for? Uh, I've already bought them. That's how you do it. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm way, like, I think one that I'm kind of excited about is the pre-order that I did for, um, what's his name? Uh, Brian Nadeau. Yes, that that knife that's coming. I pre-ordered that one. What is it called? The Void or the Yeah, the Void. The Void looks amazing. Yeah, that one. Yeah. It looks good and you know Brian Brian knows what he's doing and I like his you know a lot of people that send a design to a company they just send it and they don't really have the voice. They don't really, you know, 
collaborate together. Yeah. And he, he does a great job with that. It's like almost custom from his input. Exactly. Like he has so much control over the collaboration. Like there's no way they can mess it up, you know, which is awesome. Yeah. Cause whenever he gets, when he gets the prototypes, I can promise you he's going to tear it apart. And I can promise you there's probably three to four prototypes before he even thinks about accepting it. Yeah. He's very picky, which is, you know, that's, that's what um, you need in the knife community more is more perfectionist. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a good point, actually. Um, you know, when I think about Brian Nado, I think about someone who understands that they have leverage because obviously he's a big maker. Right. Um, and so he uses that leverage to make a better product. Whereas there are makers who are bigger than Brian Nado who have production knives, but they put like zero input into those. Production yeah, they don't knives. care. So they just like, send yeah. them the cat and that's it. And yeah. I, and, you know, I don't, I'm not like trying to, you know be like oh they're bad or anything i'm just saying that i would prefer if like you know for example the spider co nirvana and the Paison had a little more resenty input you know like i like just, the yeah. Paison, but it could definitely be improved upon for sure yeah yeah i mean because that thing's pretty thick um i don't know I, i've never been able to bring a a, a resenty home to be able to check edge thickness but i can promise you it's not as thick as that Paison was oh no his real, I um, think he Resentis does hollow are, grinds. Yeah, his right? real Resentis are really thin behind the edge, which is funny to me. But I'm not, I'm not really worried about that anymore because I got Brian. I can just send it to him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's all but, Brian's been doing lately is it's just regrinds, <laughs> regrinds. Yeah, well, I tell you what, that's a good little thing to do, you know, especially because I know knife makers, you put a lot of time into it, and the money is not the best, you know. Yeah, oh true. yeah, starting out for sure. Um, it gets better though. For um, you know, the more yeah, you when it, you yeah. can optimize your process, that's when it's good. Yeah. Yeah, right. Brian's definitely, I definitely plan on doing. So um, oh. I guess we should ask now, right? Um, about just like mods in general. Now we're gonna get into this more because the topic is obviously modding. Uh, but we just want to know, you know, how you got into modifying knives specifically. And stuff like that, you know, um, what's your favorite mod to do things, you know, things of that nature. Um, I think I, I got into modding because I collected for so long and so many knives just look the same now. Yeah. And before, whenever I couldn't really, I didn't have money saved up to be able to buy, you know, a custom or a high end knife. I wanted to make it my own custom, you know, like that's how I see it. Mm -hmm. You change the knife and make it your own. Yeah. Make it yours. And yeah. And you know, whenever, you know, anybody who asks me to do a modification or should they do it? I'm like, don't do it because you don't like the knife and you think that's going to make it better. Cause you're still not going to like the knife. You might like it for a little while, but I do it to knives that I like a lot. So I can put my own little touches that I think could make it a little bit better. And that's basically why I started them. And I kind of got into the that new anodizing here, this here recently. And that's been fun. And it's kind of been supporting my YouTube channel. So Yeah, that finishes off. Awesome yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you, it's, you know, I know a lot of people now that, you know, know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's not... It's not about like knowing how to do it. It's it takes a lot of time to make it look good. Yeah, I guess it takes a lot of time to make it actually look good. Get the polish and whatever. Yeah, the polish has to be damn near perfect. Yep. To make it look, to make it pop. 
Now, if you don't care if it pops, if you want it to look, you know, where it, it doesn't shine, then yeah, you can do it quick. But that's pretty much, you know, I mean, it's fun too. I, I like tinkering with stuff. So doing acid stone washed and trying different things. I always, always, whenever I don't have customers knives here, I'm always trying to come up with something new that nobody else does, you know, cause it's, it makes people want you to do that for them. And it just, it's cool. Yeah. You know, that, that ando finish is going to be played out here soon because so many people are doing it. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't really come up with anything like majorly new, you know, but sometimes accidents happen and it comes out new. So, you know, that, that's always fun. So what's the, your favorite mod to do? Um, I'd say right now it's got to be that ando finish just because I put in all the hard work into the the polishing of the scales and I love whenever I do a customer's knife and they're absolutely, you know, enamored with the results. Yeah, it's it feels good, good when somebody loves it, you know. Yeah. And then it it kind of, it, it it's like reciprocated because I know I like it, and I'm a perfectionist, so I'll do it 13 times over again because I don't think it looks good. But if I send them a picture that first time, they're like, "Oh, I love it." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it, it just feels good. Um, so are there some knives that like, are, are there some times when people, someone sends you a knife and you're like, or they ask you to do a mod on a knife and you're like, no, I can't do that. Or like what, what knives have you like rejected doing mods to? Um, oh, a lot of knives that like say the, the we Arrakis. Yeah. I've had three people want me to do that. My endo finish to it. I just won't do it because not only is it going to be a pain in my butt, it's just not going to look good. <laughs> yeah. So if I don't think it's going to be a favorable, favorable result, I'm just going to tell them like, look, I, I could possibly do it, but I just don't think you're going to like the outcome. So that, and I'm kind of like Brian, if it's a sentimental knife or one that I can't replace easily, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yep. That's always a good I, idea. I, I got to feel comfortable. You know, if I know I can do it, I know the company uses good hardware and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I might do it, but I try not to put myself in a bind. Yeah, it's like how Brian said that he's he's not going to offer the uh, the bug out re- or like uh, reblades or whatever because it's too risky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Benchmade quality. Yeah, Benchmade yeah well, quality. I mean, not, not just that specific knife is even worse, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. They probably pump out like a million well, yeah. a day, too. Well, yeah, you don't want somebody to blame your work on the company's problem. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, because so, it could be like I make a new blade and then it's gritty and then they'll be like, oh, the new blade must be gritty. But it's like, no, it's the titanium yeah. axis bar. So I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather do the 940, you know, steel axis bar, much safer. Um, <laughs> Why did they make to... it titanium? Yeah. Why did they do that? <laughs> I have no idea still. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> well, that's that's like. That's like the CRKT Pilar. I, I enjoy doing modifications to those because it's a great platform for a cheap knife. But if I'm like, I got three sets of titanium scales that I'm going to be doing and just putting them up for sale. I was going to, 
I'm, I'm probably going to end up buying the knife as well and putting them on there because I found that they must use a different manufacturer or have used several manufacturers and they don't all match up. Yeah, no, that's they, actually they the, definitely that do. Is, yeah, they use we different did, manufacturers. We did a uh, we did a Discord um, custom scaled Pilar like, and there's like I don't know twenty of us or something like that at the time. So everyone bought Pilars, and then we had um, Carbidize make us these uh, custom um, like oh, red. I can tell you right now, though, Carbidize their titanium scales don't fit the Pilar. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I was basically getting to is um, when he made um, the micarta scales for us. um, Yeah. Like when we would when, for example, when I would go to put my new scale on, like there, the thicknesses of the scales just didn't line up with the old scales. And so like my scales were all like, like shaky over the place. And he um, he basically took a picture of like three or four different pilars with their screws taken apart and all of the screws were different sizes <laughs> and like the back spacers yeah. were all different lengths they must make them in so, the benchmade yeah. factory or something definitely <laughs> that, if that's the case i know for a fact and they i mean it's all about business you know they're trying to find the cheapest manufacturer they possibly can yeah. and uh, I, before the, like carbonized and before all of them, when the Polar just came out, I, I had done a few micarta scales for them and people sent me their knives and it didn't even come close to fit. And I was like, ugh. so I'm like, like if I'm going to do that mod, I'm buying the whole knife and I'll just send it to you like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes more sense. Bucks. That's, um, yeah, that's, that's a big thing with the 940 reblades actually is I have found that, uh, you know, there's there's slight variability in stop pin thicknesses and stuff like that. And, you know, some of that has to do with wear. So the safest thing is, like, for me, I have to buy a completely brand new 940-2, which I did. And I fit everything mm-hmm. to that one. And then if, when I send it out to people, if they have a, you know, a well-used 940, it's possible that there'll be a little bit of slop because it's, you know, already worn. Yeah. But, you know, at that point, I got to just say, you know... Mine is designed to fit a brand new one that is in perfect condition and, you know, the tolerances are are all correct. Yeah. I I can't really do much beyond that, you know? No, the the only other thing you could do is is make them send you the knife. I mean, that's the only other thing. And I don't know, that that might be a big pain in your butt too, you know? So, yeah, I've definitely considered like – letting people for some positions like send like send me a 940 and then i'll just fit it to that but because it wouldn't be that big of a problem actually so and it, mine mine's not like well used i i, it, I just started using it a good bit since you did that regrind mm-hmm. but if you want me to send you mine to test out some just to see if, how, if what the variances are i don't mind i'll send you mine yeah i mean actually that would be cool because um, <laughs> i have a new one coming and then i have one that i just sent out to tom for testing and then I'll, if i had yours i would have three to check between yeah, just remind just remind me. Um, I got a I got about five customers' knives here right now, and next time I'll go to the post office, I'll send it on over to you. Yeah, sure. Just I'll just like throw you a text too. or something. Yeah, it's fine. All right, so uh, where are we now? We are on upcoming knives and news. Okay. Um, so wait, there's one last question you didn't ask. Oh, was where thoughts thoughts on G10? Are you sure that's the last question? <laughs> yes. No, no, that, that is the last question. Yes, that's okay. the last question. Thoughts on G10? 
Yes. What are your is that thoughts? that's for me? Yeah, that's for you. What yeah. are your thoughts on G10? Um. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I I don't know if y'all you probably didn't know this, but um, for about a year I worked warranty work for Best Tech Knives. Oh. And I kind of I stopped because I just felt like it was becoming a conflict to my YouTube channel. Interesting. And. It's, it's not like I wasn't giving them any good reviews. I, I just wasn't reviewing their knives. You know, I just I stopped reviewing their knives because I just didn't think that was right. But I took it just to get a little bit more experience in how the knife world works. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, at first, um, there was like one of the, their models that they had G10 and, and it was terrible. Like <laughs> I told them, I was like, look. I don't know what, I don't know if y'all bought it from a different supplier and they were like, no, uh, that one is just a different quality G10. I didn't know G10 came in different quality. What do they like, mean? The different one, quality? Like well, different grades and, of it? Yeah. And, and I, and it, it is true because I, whenever I was making scales myself, I had a, like a lot of, you know, sometimes I was trying to buy the cheapest price I could find. And I definitely found that majority of the time it was because the density was way different. Hmm. Um, it's almost like a gumminess to it, to where you could squeeze it, oh. and some of it's very rigid. I don't, I don't know. It's a, <laughs> I don't love G10, um, especially being a collector. I don't, I don't tend to carry a lot of my G10 knives anymore. <laughs> Um, but it's a good material. I mean, it's, it's very strong. I tried to break some and it was very hard. (laughs) Um, and it machines so well. That's one thing I like about it. That's actually really interesting about the, like the grading of G10. I didn't know it. Like there were different grades of G10 at all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that either. And I really, I talked to my buddy Zelric. I don't know if y'all know Zelric from YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Dot knife and tool. Well, we're we're really good friends, and he's the one that got me on with Best Tech because he was the Wii rep, and they were looking for somebody reputable that you know they could trust. So he gave my name, and I I went to him with these kind of questions first before I went to them, you know, because I didn't want to sound like an idiot or something to him. <laughs> so uh, he's the one that kind of taught me that by you know he was like show me different knives with different you know types of g10 um i mean that's how i think some of the chinese companies can offer these g10 knives for 20 bucks yeah that makes yeah that makes a lot of sense actually i mean and g10 is not expensive i mean it's just a the phenolic materials plastic yeah, you know yeah. fiberglass so i don't know I, I have mixed feelings about it I think a lot of people uh, do because, like, <laughs> I guess the one the reason why this question is on here is because a lot of people on, in our Discord, like, you either they either love it or they hate it. Like, I'm okay <laughs> with it, but there are a lot of people in our Discord that hate G10. So yeah, they just completely dismiss well, it. Yeah, but they're wrong though. <laughs> it's it's kind of <laughs> ironic that you said that because right before we started this podcast, I was uh, answering some of the comments on my one of my videos. And this guy went off about G10. <laughs> I mean, was telling me how bad the, the knife sucked because they used plastic G10 and blah, blah, blah. And I just, my, my channel's pretty 
like a positive beat. So I just don't answer those questions. I'm like, look, I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> you yeah, just had opinion. enough of it. You just had enough. Yeah. yeah. So um, the G10 that I use is from Alpha Knife Supply. Uh, when I do use best it, I don't, I don't use G10 often, but when I do, it's from Alpha Knife Supply. And the difference between the AKS G10 and the G10 that I've gotten from AliExpress, uh, <laughs> as far as I can tell... Is that it has more fiberglass in it, like the rate, yeah. the ratio of fiberglass to epoxy, because epoxy is cheaper than fiberglass. So, right. yeah. Um, so the Chinese ones, they put as little fiberglass as possible, where it still looks the same almost, but it's mostly just epoxy filling everything in, and epoxy is yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Oh, and that's so, why it would be uh, denser. <laughs> or less dense okay. yes exactly yeah 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 because yeah, the, the glass fibers is what's making the density strength you know yeah. right the fiber um, glass that, that makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. you know I, I didn't really break it down that far but that that I, that definitely i will say alpha knife supply is some of the best materials you could possibly get oh yeah yes. Every, everything i've gotten from them has been top-notch quality they care so much about quality it's actually you know shout out to alpha knife supply honestly like they, they don't even carry certain steels because the manufacturers of the steels uh, put too many voids in it and they don't, you know, quality control enough. They won't even sell it then. So Yeah, they, and, and they're so helpful. Like, they will answer any question, and if they can't, they'll find it. Yeah, and they do things like if you buy a bar of steel, like a long bar, they'll cut it up into smaller pieces so you save on shipping, just all sorts of things. So, yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, is that, was that giveaway knife? The uh, G10, Brian? Yeah. Blue okay. G10. From Alpha Knife Supply, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from Alpha Knife that's, that's what I thought. I just wanted to make Did sure. anyone ever claim that? Yes. yes. Yeah, no, Citric oh, did claim it. Um, okay. Yeah. He, okay. Just, he claimed it actually uh, 30 minutes before we were about to announce a new winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, no, oh, yeah. So I'll, I'll update on that. He actually, like, sent uh, pictures of it to the discords and stuff and said that he, um, he uses that as a basically a chef's knife yeah he like likes it day. that's awesome yeah every I'm day i'm glad he's getting some use out of it so yeah it it goes to good use <laughs> i tell you that's something like when i do giveaways on my channel sometimes it just it hurts me because i just wish i know like certain people and i'm probably gonna do a giveaway like this to where i'm gonna give it to one of my loyal subscribers because i know they will appreciate the hard work I put into it. But when I do random and I don't even know this person and they're probably just there just to get the, the giveaway prize, <laughs> I get hurt when I think about that. It ends well, up know. a nice swap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, selling, for, selling for a crazy amount of money. What bothers me is when you do a giveaway and people participate in the initial giveaway and then when you do the drawing, yes, the, <laughs> I've had to redo so many of them. It's infuriating. Oh, I, I'm almost to the, like... I did, me and Zellrig did a group giveaway over, it was like over 10 grand worth of prizes. Oh, wow. Gosh. And just, we had a lot of sponsors and we had a Wicked Edge, I mean, uh, um, what is not the Wicked Edge, what's the other one? Edge Pro. Not the Edge Pro. The KME. KME. KME, yeah, we had a, a KME. I don't know if we had, a, I don't think it was a Wicked, we had another show, oh, we had a KME and a, it might have been a Wicked Edge. Yeah, it was a Wicked Edge. We had a Wicked Edge and a KME and just a bunch of other stuff. Well, when I called the, the guy for the the main one, the two main prize packs with the sharpening systems, obviously. Mm -hmm. And the second guy did not respond. I, I, I did. I went 
over and beyond and emailed them <laughs> and DM'd them. And like, I don't, I don't know if he just dropped off the face of the earth, but I'm like, you knew I was when I was doing this, why didn't you just set a alarm or something yeah, <laughs> yeah. reminder so i'm like look i'm gonna i'm gonna try one more time and if, if nobody claims it it's going back to the company because i don't i just i don't know i'm like you must not want it that bad exactly. yeah that's that's my attitude because i i did a lot of giveaways and i still like doing them but if you don't care enough to just say here's my address send it to me for free then i mean <laughs> you know it's yeah. like how i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna put that much more effort into yeah. To, you yeah. know, give it to that the, person. For our podcast, the giveaway was a little bit different because you actually had to make it, like, you had to make it through the entire, like, next episode. Um, so, yep, yep, yep. So, so you had to different. be, you had to be, like, you know, actively avid, listening, yeah. Yeah, an active listener to win, basically, claim that knife, you know. Which I, thinks that, I think yeah. that kind of that's, rules out the, the non loyal listeners. Yeah, so that, it's kind and of, that's probably yeah. how I'll do it, you know. I won't even yeah. announce it to the end. Mm-hmm. That's and what uh, Birdshot people, does a lot. That's yeah, they do. Yeah, and that's where I actually got the idea from them. Yeah. But you know, it just—I I have a lot of loyal people. I, you know, every once in a while, I'm at the end of this 20-minute video. I'm like, if any of y'all actually made it this far, just say biscuits or something. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is I'll forget I said that, and in the comments, I'm like, I hear. I love biscuits. And then I'm like, <laughs> why are all these people saying they like biscuits? <laughs> That's That's actually, see, another yeah. thing, another thing we do in the discord is like, well, a, a lot of times I don't usually run them too often. Usually either Benaya or will run them, but, um, we do like a discord giveaway. So someone's like, or a lot of people like Brian will say like, Hey, I want to give away this knife to, uh, one of the trusted members in the discord. So we'll run a, trust a member giveaway and then it's like a 30 minute timer and then when a bunch of people have to click uh emote to uh enter into it and then by the end of the timer it basically pings that person who wins and that method's worked out oh, that's really cool. well. and you always do yeah. it on the sleep yeah i'm always in class when when a giveaway happens so in uh in college yeah, I, I i need to get i need to be active on discord because i, I know that there's t- a lot of good people there and everybody's there now. I just, I, I guess back in the day I used to be on all the forums and especially like the USN and blade forums. And I kind of got burnt out with all the negative crap that people would exactly. just, exactly. I mean, I'm like, man, are you that miserable? Come on. <laughs> I, you know, I, you have a whole thread yes. about something that doesn't make any sense. I, I can't go on Blade Forums, like, for a long time. It's just, there's so much, like, raw anger. <laughs> fanboyism. <laughs> a lot of fanboyism. Oh, raw, raw anger yeah. and fanboyism, yeah. It's just like, oh, man. I just want to, like, you can, you can have, like, a, you can have the most politely phrased question and people will just shove things down your throat, like, <laughs> or make you feel like you're the biggest idiot in the world. Exactly. Yeah, you know? yeah, for asking a question, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Or just like, like so... a knife. People like oh, my... crap on your knife, like just because they don't like it. It's like really, yeah, just exactly. Or it. talk about the company, and they make it like you are part of that company. Or <laughs> yeah, something. yeah, <laughs> <or> something. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, I, I, I was looking up. Um, so this is back in the day when I was still researching knife steals, and I, I looked up a thread on you know. Um, is Chinese D2 like as good as American D2 or the same oh, quality? I bet you got... And you know, wow. that's just like, 
that's a fairly you know honest question right you just wonder like is it the same quality you know who knows right and instead of answering the question every single comment was just don't buy from china china's terrible china bad china bad bad. (laughs) i was like that's not even the question the question is is china d2 equivalent worse or better than american d2 and instead people are just like why would you buy china and it's like, all right, man. <laughs> well, Nowadays, the, the yeah. China, the Chinese knives are by far the best value that you're going to find. By far. Yeah. As far in terms yeah. of material and fit and finish and stuff, they're it's, destroying. It's, it's, it's funny crazy. how things change so quickly. I'm not yep. sure how people even still go on blade forums. It's so outdated and people are so I've went on there one time to attempt to buy a knife and it was horrible. It's just so, so much easier to <laughs> use literally anything else. Yeah, yep. I think yeah. I think Blade Forms is declining because one, you have to pay money to sell knives. Two, um, you know, there's different forums that are free, like the like Knife Swap, Instagram, wherever else, yeah, uh, Facebook. Um, everything else is free, so why would you pay money to try to sell your knives? And you know, maybe that's why they're so angry. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good point though, because like like I mean, I don't know why I would go on Blade Forms to sell a knife, and I can go on Knife Swap and it sells and like. 30 minutes yeah and some people have told me that um it's easier to sell more expensive knives like you know way more people yeah, forms too right more. right exactly so you know in that case maybe i can kind of understand like you pay a tax in order to sell it but i feel like you can sell expensive knives on instagram pretty easily as well so. oh yeah, yeah you just have to be to you just have to be careful wherever you sell but a lot of people like blade forums and the usn because you know you have your gold members and those are the members you know aren't going to screw you yeah so i understand that but i mean nowadays you can just ask for references you know and just do your homework yep be smart about it for the expensive knives you can go on you know r slash knife raffle and do a a yeah knife raffle is the easiest way (laughs) it is easy i i think my favorite raffles to see though are the ones that are like like a thousand spots at one dollar those are so dumb yeah I love those. <laughs> and it's like cancel that 500 entries because it, the person's like the person's like who let me do this mods cancel this yeah i would never do I that <laughs> some people, i just don't know why people would do a thousand spots at a dollar or even I, I, I think it's a joke honestly for the memes like, yeah i think it's, yeah. it's, it's a meme so nah. bad now, I have a question for y'all when it comes to raffles, because I haven't really ever gotten to a raffle, because I know me, if I start, I'll, I'll be in every raffle they have out, Same. and I'll be broke quicker than <laughs> I am now, yeah. but um, does it bother y'all when you see a knife, you know how much it is, and they ask for three times it, and they, they mask it by doing it in a raffle, because they don't think anybody's going to do the math? Yes. On how on, much they're making off of that knife? On Instagram, I literally yes. like a week or so ago, I saw um, a crew wearing my car to Shaman, which, as we all know, is like double in price. But what it doesn't matter, really. Um, that one, it was like 20 spots at, at $20 or whatever it was. So it was coming out at like 400 bucks. Like, yeah. this is a $208 no, knife. The most scummy knife. one is the no Infinite Spot. I've seen Infinite Spot raffles. It's like really, I've seen those for charities. I haven't seen one. I haven't seen one personally for that. I've seen those for charities, but if anyone's doing that for, you know, a personal sale, that's really crappy. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. infinite spot raffles and auctions with private bids are the two things I hate the most. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. uh, And when they let then when they let silent like like caller type things or yeah, like you said, silent. 
I'm like, that's a rig. It's probably rigged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just like, nope, I want more than that. Somebody just outbid you. How you feel? How you feel betting on your own knife there, buddy? I think, yeah, that, I think, I think, I think that's pretty shady. I think raffles are sketchier on like Instagram compared to oh, yeah. Reddit. Yes. Yeah, especially if they don't do it right with a timestamp and everything. I, I won't, I won't get on. I, I, like I said, I just don't do them because my luck sucks anyway. Yeah. So, no, uh, yeah, no, I understand. Like I did, I've only done like one real raffle where I've threw my money in and I didn't win. And I was like, well, that was a waste. Yeah, I've done two of them and I gave up. <laughs> yeah. It's just not worth it to me. I mean, I don't I don't have a lot of money, though, since I'm a college student. But I'd rather just save up and buy the knife. Exactly. Out, that's what I would end up doing, you know, because. And look, this is one thing that I, I don't know how much I could stress this on anybody, but being in the knife community, especially in the YouTube scene for over 10 years now. And seeing the trends go back and forth, up and down, left and right. That was back when hinders were going for $1,200 plus for a production Jesus. hinder. But, um, it, and just recently this happened with me. If I get a knife, like for instance, I have that shaman in my carta uh, with the, which call I can't, Cruer. I can't think right now. Cruer. Yeah, Cruer. Yeah. I have that one. And if I ever do decide to sell it, I'm going to sell it for the exact price I got it for. Yeah. Exactly. I think after shipping, just recently like I got, you know, you do that and it goes back to you because everybody, because of some reviewer I'm not going to name, I'm friends with him, but about the Pena X series front flipper, mm-hmm. he did a review on it. And of course, when it, when it dropped, it sold like it sold out everywhere in like two seconds. Yep. And people are yep. flipping it immediately. Yeah, for 400 bucks, and it's like, and, and plus, more than that. But my good friend, Patrick, sharp dad, um, I, as soon as I, he, I saw he had it, I said, hey, bud, if you ever want to sell it, let me know. And we did, we have a deal, you know, if we buy something and we decide to sell it to one another, it's going to be the exact price we bought it for, even if we got it for a discounted price. Yep. Yeah, yep. I mean, I so, basically do that as well. Like, I... I mean, well, I sold it to Jacob, but uh, I bought a, I got an abstruse, like a, got a knife bro deal on it from a really nice oh, guy. Yes. He sold me the abstruse new for a hundred dollars, so half price. And then, you know, same thing. I sold it for, I think a hundred dollars. Yep, I yeah. have the fancy, abs- fanciest abstruse ever. You did end up. <laughs> nah, have you seen mine? Oh, you said the finish. I did my finish to mine, and it's probably my favorite I've ever done. I anodized mine pink and gold. And that <laughs> Brian nice. regrinds. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. They all, they, oh, yeah, I, I saw, saw both. that one. I saw both. They look. I like both. Now, um, I have a question for y'all. Have, have you used yours like a good bit? Because I have. One thing, I know. Because... I know who made it. Best Tech made it, and yeah. they. they uh, it feels like it's about 59 HRC. Oh yeah, mine tested at 59. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 mean, I, I didn't even know. I just I, I could tell by how it was cutting and how it sharpened. Yeah. That it wasn't that high, but it's still, no, it still it was still pretty good. And just by geometry and stuff, it does. I've cut yeah, a lot of it, yeah. so it's it's done decent. Yeah, it's it's reasonable. I mean, it's not it's not something I'm gonna brag about though. You know, I yeah. just no. it's a good knife. Yeah, you did end up getting your right. abstruse back, Jacob. Right? I never. I don't. Remember yes, I yes, 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 yes. Yeah, sorry. Okay, just yeah. making sure because I I'd hate for you to suddenly be like, oh crap. Where is my? <laughs> to be honest, I probably wouldn't have realized it anyway. I've loaned out so many knives lately; it's not even funny. <laughs> Shout out to USPS because 
Shout out to to USPS. (laughs) Can we get them as a sponsor? Yeah, sponsor us. The government, please sponsor us. Yeah, 10% off code on flat rate shipping. Oh my God, that would save so much money. (laughs) The knife community overall would save money. Brian, I know know you have to be uh, spending a good bit of money on shipping, huh? Yes, every day I'm spending like... Like, I mean, think about it this way. If I regrind four knives and I send them back, that's 40 bucks. <laughs> or not 40 bucks. Yeah. That's like 32 bucks. Yeah. 32 bucks. Yeah. $8. So, now, you do click and ship, huh? Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I just started doing that. I don't know why it took me so long. But, God, it saves me so much time. <laughs> it's you, awesome. Why would you not do uh, clip, click and ship? That's, that so, sometimes awful. I just well, Sometimes I just write it if I'm, like, in a rush. Yeah, I've gotten several from you, Brian, that are just wrote. wrote, Yeah, well, sometimes I'll do that too. Like, if I have a bunch and the delivery pickup won't be that quick and I need to get them out like that day, usually it's when I forget. That's when I when I I ship them normal mail. Yeah, if I know there's not going to be a line at the post office, because I know pretty much when there's people and when there's not by now. Um, Mm -hmm. If I know there's not a lot of people, I just write it because. I, it, it doesn't take that long to do anyway, and then I just go there, hand it to the person, they they do it. So yeah. Well, I I was under the assumption for the longest time that if you paid for all the you know if you had the the thing to where you, it was the, the label was printed for you and all, I thought you had to have like all this special software and stuff like that. I didn't realize you could just go on USPS and pretty much get a label printed out. Mm-hmm. and stick it to the thing i didn't know that mm-hmm. <laughs> but now i do so that's what i yeah that's no, why it's super convenient so if people pay you on paypal um you can even print straight from paypal yep, that's the best way now, to do now it. brian do you try to make sure you tell your customers not to put anything about a knife in the paypal because a lot of my friends have gotten their accounts frozen and canceled because um, it had the word know, knife in it. So the weird thing is, like, my PayPal account is named Transparent Knives, so I'm kind of just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, it, but, I mean, that it, it doesn't mean, you know, it has anything to do with knives. That's true, know? that's true, yeah. Um, definitely, I, um, I don't tell people that, but, like, generally people just know that on Reddit. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that, yeah. That, is, that, that word is spread pretty, like, the people that have said that they're like accounts like a purvis right this whole account got shut down right on, like, on reddit that's know, pretty established are... um if i were to buy on instagram or somewhere else i would tell people but on reddit people know like you know you don't do that so yeah yeah i mean I, people i haven't customers i haven't dealt with i usually just say look don't say you can say anything you want about the knife just don't use knife because you know i don't do a whole lot of business here and i like the ease of paypal or venmo right which i don't think venmo has any issue but yeah paypal is linked to you know google and all that um so now i guess without further ado we should move to our upcoming knives and news yes so first things first black friday just happened uh was was there anything good like on sale yeah, my Mantis gearhead for seventy oh, no. percent off. I just told you. <laughs> I bought a lot of stuff because of Black Friday. Oh yeah, like I wish what? I had more yeah. money too. Um, like a, a few knives that I wanted that I just never bought because I the price just wasn't enticing. Like my buddy 
Uh, Zelric. He had um, the best tech malware. See, either love it or hate it design. And I guess I kind of liked it because it's like a bigger blade, but it's light, light. Yeah. And I just didn't want to pay two, I think it was two something for it. I was like, nah, I don't know. Something about it just held me back. And I saw it for $150 at, I think, I don't remember where I bought it from, but I picked that up. And what else did I get? I saw they had a lot of hinder deals, and I'm really tempted to buy a three-inch hinder, cut the flipper tab off of it, and send it to you to regrind it. Hmm. Yeah, they had the uh, the half track for like eighty dollars off or something like that. Like it was a pretty solid price. Yeah, it's not bad. I saw a lot of Wii knives I didn't want on sale. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> <laughs> And I wasn't like a lot of the knives that I, I would have been like, yeah, I would definitely get that. They went so fast that, I mean, I'm not there refreshing my screen like some of these people are. And, um, but what it was, I just had a night. Oh, I think the best deal that I've seen, there was two good deals. One of them was on mass drop or drop now the thresher for a hundred bucks. Yeah. That's a great that deal. deal. That, yeah, that was a good deal. I'll tell you, that is an awesome knife for, especially at the $180 price point. It's great for a hundred dollars. That is amazing. And then uh, a lot of the, the Riyadh bag knives were all on sale. They had the, the mini bodega for 200 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And the Damascus versions were like three fifty or something like yeah, that. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I had the mini and I ended up selling it because there was a few issues with it that I didn't like and I couldn't get past. But for two hundred bucks, I probably could have looked past them. <laughs> exactly. That's like a whole different class of knife for two hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I bought it when it first came out for four sixty five. Jeez. No, I just was, I was like, no, I can't. Yes, keep exactly. It. I, I I bought it for I think three seventy, um, and even at three seventy, I was like, mm, no, no, no. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. but at 200 oh oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> that, that's that's like when i'm reviewing a knife and okay i'll i'll start off by saying i love the knife but you know i i, I talk about all the problems the knife has and then i have these people who are like how can you say in one sentence you love the knife and then you're trashing on it? i said i'm not trashing on it i said i'm telling you what the things i've noticed and they're just not problems that i care about because i can fix them <laughs> yep so you know, um, it, if those problems bother you, then don't bother the knife. Yeah. If you can accept you know? them, then it still could be a great knife in your opinion, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. I'm always like, look, don't just don't just take my opinion. That's my opinion and the way it fits in my hand and the way it works for me. Watch 10 other people's videos, and if they all have the same problem, that's probably a problem. That's what people need to realize yeah. is most – most aspects about a knife is subjective. Like most of them are. Very. Yep. Very. Especially for somebody like me who my hands are all messed up and my dexterity is all messed up. So if I say it has, you know, ergos are okay, they might be great for you. Yeah. You know, hands are different. Sizes. <laughs> or your hands bigger. Exactly. So I, I try to tell people, you know, follow a channel that has the same style as you, you know, they like the same stuff as you or at least close to it and find a couple of those channels. So you can kind of cross reference between two. Yeah. Yeah. But they do have a, they do have a lot of channels though that, uh, they'll talk on ergos, but don't, don't even use a knife. So, 
Yep, most of them actually. <laughs> you know, I, I find it hard to believe you know how that is in the hand, but they just squeeze it really hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Squeeze it, and that's the good air it goes right there. Yeah, I was like, it's not, <laughs> like, it's not a hot spot. Sometimes I'm like, it's not a stress toy, dude. You can't, you can't just like <laughs> squeeze it yeah. once and be like, oh, this is good. <laughs> and it, it's weird, like, because that's why I try to do first impressions, just so I can see how it changes. And sometimes I won't even do a follow-up if none of my first impressions are wrong. But a lot of times I'll go and do start doing my little – I have like a little testing procedure that I do for every night that I review. And, man, whenever I go to cutting into wood really hard, that's, for me, the best way to start testing ergos. Yeah. My hands will start blistering up so fast <laughs> if it's got bad ergos. Yeah. That's the initial idea. impressions thing is super useful. I, I've been doing that a little bit more lately. And just for for me to go back and see how I initially perceived the knife and how I like it, you know, a month later or whatever. Yeah. And you I can think, usually and, tell out of the box like whether something's decent or crap. I think uh, yeah. I think the best video for me would be like as as a viewer would be like you edit it so that you do like you record the first impressions video but don't release it and then you edit in oh, yeah. what happens after so you can like <laughs> see immediately like okay this these were my first impressions this is what you should expect when you first get the knife but you might you know this your opinion might change for better or worse um later yeah like this is what what showed up after the fact right exactly <laughs> so that, that's mine now brian yeah so yeah um but uh that, i think because here's the thing like a, a, a knife that that would be great for is the sabenza everyone says when you first get your sabenza you have to break it in right everyone says that um mm -hmm. and so your first impression would be this is very stiff and very crappy but then as you you know work it you realize oh it's very smooth the tolerances are great and you just need to you know break it in so i think that uh for that knife for example having both of those inputs would be really helpful for people yeah and i'll tell you one thing from 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 experience in my opinion, any new collector or somebody who hasn't experienced, you know, tight tolerances and really can appreciate tight tolerances, um, don't buy the Sabenza because you won't you won't get it. Exactly. It's not it's, a it's not a knife that just says, Oh, this is awesome because it's just plain Jane materials pretty much, but the tight tolerances, you know, mesh so well and what they do there is done so well that I totally appreciate it. That's what I'm saying is like, I always tell people that like if you're a casual knife person, you don't really know much about knives. A Sabenza is not going to impress you. It's not. Because like you oh, said, it's so plain. It's just titanium. And they're going to be like, wow, that's pretty boring. It's like, yeah, but mm -hmm. you don't understand what went into it and how legendary Chris Reeve is in the knife community. Like, Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, the first Sabenza I bought, literally, if I would have had a YouTube channel, I would have probably dogged exactly. it. Exactly. Because and, and because it was a safe queen, too. So I didn't really, really start to appreciate the ones I have now be, until I started using them and seeing that they actually pay attention to what they're doing in the heat treat and they know what they're doing. It, it's It's a totally different knife. Yeah, there's a reason why it still sells after 20 years. It's just a... Oh, yeah, and that he hadn't had to make, like, a, a, a new model for how many years? <laughs> exactly. I mean, he gets, he gets crapped on a lot for that, but it's like, dude, when you have something that sells consistently over all these years, do you need to make something new, honestly? Especially, especially a high-end cutlery, because 
I mean, that, some people wonder why, you know, they're like, why in this company doing that in the high inversion and why do they sell? Like I said, being working for Best Tech, I'll tell you right now, every knife company besides we, their bread and butter, and probably we now since they have Civivi, their budget in knives is what floats on. Oh, yeah. They don't make crap from their high-end knives. It's Except, visible like I said, we probably makes a good margin and companies like that that do it right. But there's not a there's not there's way more budget people than high end collectors. I can promise you that. Oh yeah, for sure. Like it's I think I think somebody did a did an interview with, with ZT and they were saying that uh the ZT market over the Kai is like ten percent. Oh yeah, their Kershaw sells like hotcakes. Everyone knows what a Kershaw is. I mean, well, yeah, and it's because it's non-knife people, you know, buying it too. Yeah. And the non-knife people make up way bigger of a percentage than knife people. Yeah, that's true. Not a lot of enthusiasts like we think there are. Just because we're surrounded by them all the time doesn't mean that we're the majority at all. Yeah, we're we're literally like the smallest speck of the the whole picture yep actually that's part of the reason why i started doing knife reviews just so i could talk about them because everyone near me before i found like the discord and all that stuff no one near me cared about knives at all yep and it's it really is a super duper small community of people exactly like you said when you're surrounded but it's nothing you're lucky if you live in an area where you can have like knife meetups and stuff you know like here no it's not gonna happen i live in a small town i got lucky that my buddy copper dice that i do videos with every once in a while i got lucky to meet him my neighbor we were friends before and i didn't even know he liked knives and my neighbor was like hey <laughs> sam that's his name he's like he likes knives y'all to y'all to hook up <laughs> and we've been friends ever since that's awesome yeah it's a rare thing man yeah. like you, you tell the average person you spend a hundred dollars on a knife and they look at you like you're crazy it's like you don't even know the half like i don't even want to tell you now <laughs> tell the average person yeah. you collect knives yeah, exactly. and they look at you like you're crazy yeah, the first thing you think well, is like <laughs> mauling into stuff you know <laughs> yeah yeah they'll think i'm they'll, my brother you know he's like god i mean why do you have to buy more knives i'm like Open up your gun safe real quick. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You want me to talk about that? <laughs> yeah. You, you don't carry any of them. Guns are no, way no, more expensive no. than knives, yeah. That AR-15 you got right there, you carried that to work? <laughs> nope. It tips in that thing and you play with it every yeah, once in a while and shoot it yeah. once a year. Can you shoot your AR-15 when you're in a public area without going to prison? <laughs> I mean. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. As so long as I, I'm not I like city limits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come out so, here when you can. You know, that's just, you know, everybody collects something. I don't care who you are. Yeah. You like something and just, I, I don't, I, I try not to judge anybody for collecting something weird because I know they probably think I'm weird for collecting knives. Exactly. Some people collect anger. Had- that would be, <laughs> yeah. be blade forms. Yeah, and that's what, that's what you call blade forms. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually had people critique from both sides because um, I do uh, knife and fountain pen reviews, and both of those are can be very expensive or very cheap hobbies depending on what you're into. Yep. Yeah. And I've had pen people be like, what the hell are you doing with a $100 knife? And I've had knife people, <laughs> same thing, like, what the hell are you doing with a $100 Clash pen? Of two what's, worlds. Your, what's your problem? I'm like, y'all know yeah. how freaking, like, this is so ironic. It's <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. To the average person, you're both crazy, so I don't know what you're talking about. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then there's that flashlight yeah, I'd guy. Say... It's like a, a flashlight guys are weird. <laughs> yeah, the flashlight guys are yeah, they're weird. They're weird. <laughs> it's, it's, those hobbies should all just be the same. The flashlight, watches and pens and all, anything that's a like EDC gear. I will say watches more than knives, pens, flashlights. Watches can go way the hell. Those are off. scary. Oh, yeah, way scary. Very bad. I have watches, but all of mine are like sub 300 bucks there's you can easily tap yeah, on five or six zeros to that oh yeah people have like in the six figure watches i'm like what like i found one uh, that i really like that tracks the rotation of the planets in the solar system it is literally 1.8 million <laughs> the patek and i was like no nope. <laughs> um there's also the, no. also the fidget spinner guys that are they're, they're dead i thought those were gone <laughs> they're all dead they're, they still exist <laughs> it, it's, it's weird Where? like i i, I originally yeah, y'all know who Jim Skelton is, correct? Yeah. Yes. 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 Well, whenever he had first had the torque bar or whatever, I was like, and it was like right after my accident, whenever I got home, I was like, what in the hell is that? So I messaged him. I was like, what, what is that thing? And he was telling me the price tags. And I was like, oh, so I won't ever own one, right? <laughs> and um, so he was like, he was like, uh, they're they're about to do another round of the production ones. If you want me to put get you put on the list, I will. So I was like, I, I told him why I wanted it. I was like, look, since my accident, I, it's hard for me to close my hands, and my dexterity is really bad. And my doctor frowns upon me flipping knives to fix it. So he got me on the list, and I carried that thing forever just because of my dexterity. I still actually carry it, but I'm never going to post it again because it got played out so quick. It's pitiful. <laughs> You're like, embarrassed. Why? Yeah, like, my, when my daughter came home with one, I was like, oh, it's yeah, time. Yeah, it's time. Well, it's then you time start to this. feel bad because you spent so much money on something, and then that, now they're at the grocery store for Didn't the Grimsmos make one? Yeah, they they. They, oh, yeah, they still they do, do, I think. Jeez. The pry bar is the funniest nah, one to me. Really? What are you prying on a daily basis? Let's be honest here. <laughs> I actually hey. have a pry tool on my keychain, but it's also a bottle opener. Okay, yeah. Hey, look, I'll he tell you. That a lot more. I actually, I get, I get into like EDC gear, and I, I think I have three or four pry bars, but mine get used on a daily basis almost because anytime, well, I take this back. My knife kits one does because it has a wide nail puller on oh. it. And I've had so many Riot pivots that I couldn't get out because they were so tightly fitted that I put the little pry thing in there and just popped it out like that, and it worked like a charm every time. Yeah, that's fair. That's the only thing I ever use mine for is disassembling knives. <laughs> Actually, now that you mention that, if you have a knife that where the scales are sticking together and they won't separate even after you remove the screws, you can put like a cloth over it and put it in and twist it to the side and pop them open. Yeah, that's that's usually what I do with it with the pry bar. Um, yeah, I think we should probably move on to uh, more of the news. We've been on the subject yep. for a while, uh, so oh, we're killing, we're killing. <laughs> so next is the Clone Wars arriving. So <clears throat> got a Clone War. Was it just Vex? Yeah, yeah. What do you think of it? Now, I haven't got it yet. Mine's, no? probably, mine's in China still for some Dang. reason. <laughs> How did you get in on? Wait, what do you we mean by Clone War? The 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 production. No, it's actually a clone from China. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. They so, so where did you get that Discord, from? The art Discord did a big group buy. Like, I didn't. None of the moderators organized it. This is like one of the users organized it, but they got like, I don't know, like fifty or sixty people in on it. 
to do yeah, it. Like, I yeah, think like we sold like over it. 40. Yeah. But it's the... basically just a sham that some random Chinese manufacturer on AliExpress is making. And they look really, they look way better than the Wii version, I think. Well, most people think it because they actually bought one. But I'm excited for it. Yeah, I, it looked good from what the few people that already got them showed. You know? Yeah. So, um, but gotcha. yeah, it's basically, how much was it, Fex? I got mine for like 145 but I think they, right now, probably like 150 something yeah. They have a M390 version and a VG10 Damascus. Mm-hmm. But I think they look really nice for what they are, and for what the price is, it's, it's hard to beat. Yeah, because it's either you buy a real sham or you wait for the Wii version. That doesn't look good. I'm still holding out for the Wii version. I'm gonna now try. I'm gonna tell you this though, and uh, I'm not certain this is the case, but I'm pretty sure it's gonna be because I messaged him, and um, it's gonna be almost damn near impossible to get that Wii one because I think he's selling it directly exactly. off of his site. Exactly, and it, he they're is, only gonna uh, do like a run of two or three hundred of them apparently. So that's yeah. well, he's gonna only do a run of that he can afford unless he makes people prepay, and then even if he makes them prepay, uh, it, that's just a real sticky situation. Now, if he does, the only good thing about him doing it, because like I said, being working for Best Tech, whenever say if he does it and it's a strictly branded by him, you know, like if it doesn't have the Wii logo anywhere on it, then he is responsible for any um, warranty work, any of it. Oh, yeah, good luck with that. (laughs) Yeah, we have brought that up before. Now, do we have to send those, but I don't know if you know this, we would have to send them back to South Africa then for... Yes, if, if, okay, if he brands it under his brand... Yes, you would either have to send it there unless he <laughs> unless he, he pays somebody in the U.S. to do his warranty work. Gotcha. Like, for instance, and I know he's in a load of crap right now, Booze Blades. Um, Best Tech did his, his second-to-last knife for him, The Hound. Yeah. And I handled the prototypes on that. Before that, he did the first batch of smoke well the smoke was done by we in the first batch well all of them are branded by him therefore he is responsible for the warranty work but he was telling people to go to send it back to we but we will not warranty it yeah because they're like that's the whole point like you can let them collaboration brand and they're responsible for all the warranty and fittings and all that stuff and then you just don't make as much money off of it because yep. you have less headache, or they can brand he can brand it under his name completely, and he's responsible for everything. That's why you just buy the AliExpress version, so your standards are already low, and when it's good, <laughs> so, you're gonna be like, "Wow, this is awesome!" I wonder why he went that route. Like, why doesn't it's kind of a weird junction between mid tech. I would rather have a Wii branded one, just like yeah. Sasa said. I would rather have it be. I don't want to deal with it. I would rather it be like full, complete production. No, like he's not really involved other than the design. But whatever. Yep. Because that would make it a lot cheaper. Yeah. I, he doesn't I, want to flood the market with them and lower his prices potentially. Even though I don't think that even matters. That's 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 one of the reasons why a lot of the the big makers like like Pena and stuff like that. That's pretty much why they branded their knives you know like the pink x series doesn't say we riot anywhere near it but you know it's riot mm-hmm. um because 
if you if you don't do that, there they could potentially make you know five thousand of them and flood the market, and then kind of like uh, Demco, it kind of kills the secondary market on the the custom. That's the thing. Oh. The sham secondary yeah. needs to be killed. Yeah, though, it needs to be killed. To be honest, like <laughs> yeah. it definitely for does. A sham like is ridiculous. It, it, and y'all, if y'all think y'all should have seen how bad the secondary market on knives were seven I years remember. ago, it was so disgusting. I didn't even like, I didn't even think about buying anything other than like a $200 production knife because it, it was out of control. Yeah, 10 years ago, the secondary was like it was astronomical compared to now. Like a normal yeah, yeah, G10 hinderer was like over a thousand dollars. But I mean, Hinder, it was, that was all Hinder's doing, you know, because 10 years ago, you had to be active military or, you know, yeah, service to actually buy to one. Be able to even buy one. Yep. So that's why the demand was so high, which was smart business decision. You know, yep. people hated him for it, but it's, it was a smart business. And that's why he's still doing big right now. It's so bizarre, like in retrospect, it seems like, you know, that you would have to be like yeah. in the military to buy from Hinder. But if you think about it, Hinder is an absolute genius because he was able to play that demand card for as long as he possibly could. The, bur- the bubble bursted on that. <laughs> as soon as it bursted, he made it public to the public. So then he's got his, his demand back up again. And then after that, he starts putting out all these innovative things that even drove it up even higher. Oh, he's a, he's a genius. Yeah, he, he definitely genius. is. With the different generations, he's definitely a genius as far as that goes. Um, Man. But yeah. Yeah, go we're, ahead. We're go ahead. On. We're, it's getting long now. So. <laughs> uh, Shira Gorov, Hatayan Zero. Hashin, Hatayan. I don't know. I call it Hatayan. 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 Yeah. I don't freaking know what it is. That's the um, the Zero. I mean, the, the Neon and the whatever yeah it's, together. it's basically the neon zero with a, t- or a carbon fiber scale and the carbon fiber inlay on the other side so it's newish. Uh, yeah. it's 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 shirogorov new so yeah. not really yeah. new. <laughs> i don't really know much about shirogorov all i know is my girlfriend keeps like saying that she's like this is she's like i'm gonna buy a, a neon or any shirogorov i'm like are you serious yeah, i'm like well, i'm like I i'm like please don't don't you're playing do a dangerous it. game <laughs> dude she's tell you, a, i she's have a neon and i only got mine through a trade where i came out like a champ on it because mm-hmm. a guy wanted a, a old strider that i had that i just didn't carry anymore it was an sj75 that i paid 200 bucks for Dang. And I even told him this, but he's like, that's the, that's the only knife that I don't have and that will complete my Strider collection. So I was like, all right, well, you'll make me happy and I'll make you happy. So let's do it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, we did the trade. I will say this. Their tolerances are Chris Reeve tight, but, yeah. but they cut some corners that to me are just like Chris Reeve would never do. Like a free spinning pivot. Yeah, exactly. No. A nine hundred dollar knife, five hundred dollar knife. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Now that bubble bursted too. I mean, you can see them now. You can get them for like six hundred bucks, but that's because they only were sold from like one dealer for the longest time. Yeah, yep. They're on Knife Center now. Yep. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the knife. I still carry it, but I definitely it's it's not more than a four hundred dollar knife. Oh, yeah. 
for sure. That's sure no we're up tax though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it is coming from Russia. I don't think. I think in Russia you can buy them for way cheaper like than what they are down here. Oh yeah. I I would not doubt that at all. Yeah. Because I mean, the just the tax to get them over here, I can promise you, is not cheap. Yeah. yeah. I got a little bit jaded on the uh, on the Shir- on the Shirogorov because for a long time I really valued the the heat treat or you know what was supposedly like the, a really good heat treat. Yeah. But now I'm kind of like, first of all, I don't even know if it was ever that good because you know the tested ones didn't do that hot. Uh, but yeah. the second thing is, even if it's good, it's like it's not worth the amount that I thought it was. Now that I'm like doing heat treat myself, I'm like. It's really not worth the, you know, the amount more that they're charging. Like, at the end of the day, like, the Shiro Neon Light, it's nice, and I liked it a lot, but it's still just a titanium M390 flipper. Flat scale, nothing really right, cool Right, right. Oh, yeah, it's the plain as they come. Right, and, you know, you can say, oh, but the, the double, you know, row bearing system, which I think but is just bearings. stupid anyway. <laughs> Yeah, my bearings. But, but my bearings, yeah, you know my 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 uh, you know bearings that fly around and you lose half of them when you open the knife. Like, I don't know. I so I, I'm a little well, more iffy on that now. Yeah, you, you know, you know what I, I a, a buddy of mine is just got a prototype made and he was asking me should he go with single row or double row and I I was I was trying to explain to him I was like. It just depends on how good this company's tolerances are. They're great. It doesn't matter what they use. Exactly. You know, if if, if their tolerances are good, single row bearings will do great. But if they're poor, <laughs> the double row may make it up a little bit. Yeah, it's <laughs> so I don't know. grasping for straws to make your knife better, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on, uh, we have the uh, Benchmade discontinued list on Blade HQ. So let's not talk about this one because I don't want that crooked river to sell it before. <laughs> is that is that even oh, a good yeah. deal? One sixty. I'm mean, they're normally like two thirty or something like really? that. Really? Why? It's, yeah, it's a, it a decent deal. Now, they were expensive, Ryan. They're huge. Why? Is no. that the large version? I don't think this is a great deal. I just think it's a normal price now. Two oh, there. It's two oh eight. Yeah, for the you're right. Wood <laughs> yeah. And one sixty for the G10. That's like fifty bucks off. No, no, I know, but I'm saying like the original price is just ridiculous. So. I mean, oh yeah, no, yeah. no, I'm, I'm completely agreeing with you. I'm saying that this is now a reasonable price, price yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. Rest so, in peace, to Ileron. You guys ever see the video for that when it came out? Like they did a little video about it. Oh no, that my cringy. god, it was terrible. It's cursed. Which one is that? The one with the etching on the blade where for its tactical. It has like the grip pad. <laughs> yeah. So you can uh, two hand open. You talking about the 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 tactical. Leader yeah. or whatever made it, <laughs> yeah. designed it. Dude, you made Piranha a video about Piranha. it. It's so funny, dude. Oh, that is the funniest. The air, especially the airplane people <laughs> doing that little flip out thing. I laughed so hard. Oh my god. There's not really too much interesting to say about this, except no, it's the, it's everything no one cares about usually. Like I don't know. There's a like half serrated uh, Nakamura that was discontinued. I, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, they, that it's one was half serrated. It's most Cybu. Yeah. I like the design of the Cybu a lot. I, I liked it, but it's a little small in my hand. Man, Nakamura is really small. I thought it was like a normal size knife. It's tiny. Yeah. I, I remember at Blade Show, tiny. whenever they were debuting it, everybody was like rushing to there. I was like, I can promise you they brought a thousand of them here. <laughs> I'm not going rush to their table. Yeah. So the only knife that's really worth looking at, I think, is the Anthem. 
because it's three hundred dollars for a serrated blade, it's, and you can just pay for a, you can pay for a blade replacement though. <laughs> yeah, well, but will they? That's something I was always wondering. Will they replace it with the non serrated blade? Yeah, they will replace it with the non serrated, and the the non serrated is like four hundred, so you would still be saving like seventy bucks if you bought the serrated and then replaced the blade. Now, see, I I, I don't ever really buy Benchmades on any kind of deals because. My local shop, being that I do a lot of advertisement for them by reviewing at their shop, they give me, you know, for cost. Yeah. Uh, I get a really good deal on the Benchmades. So when are you going to hook me up with that? Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll have to talk off, off this. <laughs> I'm so joking about um, um, So next is uh, my favorite news, the We Push Dagger. Yes. Oh, I saw Everyone that. I saw that picture this. y'all oh, had on no. the thing. I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> it's it's gorgeous. <laughs> had the titanium hard the cold steel no push dagger and thought, "Like, hey, this is too low end for me." Wait, is that a titanium blade? Yeah, this is titanium hard. Fifty five HRC. Brian, Brian. I to didn't be fair, see that. It's not for EDC. It, it has one purpose: to kill. It, <laughs> It doesn't need to be that hard <laughs> because it's never going to be used. Oh my god! Ever? How can I? Dude, look at the comments. These people need help. So, what's that what, hole uh, for in the blade? They look like uh, <laughs> it's for. Uh, I I don't even know. It's for a lanyard. To, no, in the in the middle of the blade. Does it come with a sheath? Yeah. Please tell me it comes with a sheath. It's, it's, it's Molly compatible. People um, would be hurting themselves. I thought I thought the hole in the blade was so that it would add like a deal speed. It's no, for, no, no. I think it's for your It'll middle allow finger. For easier um, intest- blood intestine removal. pass through. Yeah. <laughs> it's a blood yeah. groove. Yeah. Or a, that's a, yeah. yeah. I'm going to pay a ridiculous amount of money so I can put my anodizing finish on. Oh, and it's it's, yeah. There you go. Oh, Dude, the whole thing. You can anodize the blade? Shh. Yep. I might have to buy one now just to. Oh, yeah, it says. Boys. That would be dope. I just love that it says titanium hardness 55 HRC. It's just so funny. <laughs> It's almost hard to y- Y'all are laughing at this, but if these are under $100, I'm going to pick one up just to hand it's it It's called it. the 924 Bud Backup Dagger. The bud. Yeah, the Backup Dagger. Backup Dagger. So, oh. When do we get the G10 version, the Bud Light? <laughs> wait, wait. So, so, the, so the Backup Dagger is for when your other dagger doesn't work. Right? <laughs> yeah, the other dagger fails. Yeah. Jacob, that joke, that joke was good. <laughs> the Bud Light. Thank you. Oh, my God. That's good. I like it. Uh, okay. So what else is there? What's what's the real knife? If I can look at it's 520. The new Civivis. Yeah, the new Civivis. Oh they? boy. Okay. With copper and, yeah. and bronze shred. Oh gosh. I have that. I have the shred and the governor for review. How is they're, it? They're I, both beautiful. Okay. The 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 one that's got the the blade hole that looks like a ferrum forge knife. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a shredder, right? It's shredder. I think it's the no, shredder. Oh, Isn't it called the shredder? Uh, I think that's. I'm not sure. Either the governor or the shredder, but I think the governor is a thumb hole one. I mean, a thumb stud one. Let me see. The shred. Yeah. The shredder has like a the long. The long. Yeah, yeah. Hole. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That one, I like it because of the weight. They did a good job weight reduction. The stock's not too thick on it. It's a hollow grind. Uh, let me see what it is behind the edge. Hold on. One thing that they've been doing a pretty good job of is spinning them out. Yeah. 13, 12 thousands behind the edge. Yeah. Did so they, did they, they do that one that. in Shred CF? What's that? Did they do that one in a, because all I'm seeing is the G10 version. Have they done that? Yeah, in- it's, it's just uh, 
uh, dual-layered G10. Mine's blue and black. They have all black uh, and so red and black. Wait, hold on. So if they do this in wood, I'm going to buy you're this. You're telling me it's called the Shredder, but they didn't do it in Shred CF? Yeah. Yeah. No. Now, now, they might. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But I will say this, and it's, this is not something that would bother me at all because I'm this. the purpose of this knife is not to be a hard-use knife. But being that it's got the thinner stock and it's a, I think it's a four inch blade, you can grab the end of the blade. And if you go left to right, you get a lot of blade flex. Um, and it's more because it gets thin toward the tip. Right. You so know, you're I saying know people flexes. are going to complain about it. You know, I'll talk about it, but it's not, uh, to me, it's not, it's a non-issue because it's, it's a slicer, you know? Right. That's yeah. like saying like a fillet knife flexes. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Yep. Yep. I kind of want one of these now. Why and did you have I, to show me this? It, it's got the same good, you know, their snappy action. Um, you can, you can use the hole for spidey flicking. I'm, mm. I'm doing it right now. If you, if you want me to stop that, I, I start doing it. And you can slow roll it if you want. Now the the forward choil, to me it, it it works fine. But if you have sausage fingers, it might not be might not be good for you. I might be dead in the water on that one. Let's <laughs> see. Yeah. So. I mean the uh, the Civivi Insight, which is the knife we're looking at right now, um, and you know it has, it has the chi- Chinese Damascus Chimascus and the copper and bronze mm. uh, uh, shred CF. Mm-hmm. It has a similar finger choil where, you know, if you have sausage, sausage fingers, like, yeah, you're definitely not going to be able to fit there. Um, I'm more interested in, I, I think it's a little too busy for me right now. Like the, the, the Damascus and the shred is like, it's just too much going on. It's a I little, it's like a little it. gaudy. I do too. I like it as well. I don't know. I mean, but, I think it you know, matches. Um, but it is interesting to see a lot of these Chinese knives start to use the AliExpress Shred CF, which is where I was. <laughs> that's where I'm assuming this is from because AliExpress re- collab with Wii. Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, because you know, real. I'm not gonna say quote unquote real because this is real Shred CF. But I, I'm gonna say, um, you know, more expensive Shred CF can get to the range of like forty dollars for a pair of scales. Um, whereas yeah. when you buy it in bulk from AliExpress, it can go down to like eight dollars. So that's how you can get it on these budget knives, the way that they are. Yeah. Yeah, Civivi is killing They're, it with the production or their budget knives. It's wild. I actually, I, I don't have any, but I kind of really want to. Dude, buy Dude, you've got, you've got yeah. to get a Civivi. If you, if you want to borrow a couple, I have a backlash and a McKenna. Mm-hmm. Well, the yeah, McKenna they, they're killing the production, the 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 budget market yeah, right now. It's wild. Yeah, they're they're. Yeah, Who'd you rather have, a Civivi or a Kershaw or a CRKT? It's like not even a freaking down. You know, Actually, not even close. The, yeah, these the uh, yeah, this is <laughs> good for like thirty bucks. <laughs> the Chinese Damascus is actually nine CR based. Dang. Yeah. It's, so it's the same as their nine CR. Right, and the nine CR is fine. I really like yeah. the Damascus on my backlash. I actually prefer the Damascus performance wise to the D two, which is strange to say because normally you don't prefer Damascus performance wise to anything, but I, I do prefer. Uh, the 9CR base to just D2 in general, especially like the Civibi D2. I, I had some issues with it, so. Yeah. Now, have they, has Kurt done any heat tri- um, HRC testing on their D2? 
No, I'm I'm I am going to send him. Well, say, actually, I'll, gonna well, do I'll probably just do it myself once my machine. Yeah, let's say you should do some. Yeah, because I do have the one D two Civivi Insight Blade, which I know is a little bit. Uh, it's in, it's in, it might be too hard almost because it, it's it's just so chippy. It's strange. Like they might have made it. Yeah, too Yeah, that's brittle. what I'm thinking too. Yeah, they might have made it too um, brittle. HRC on them, and they're all fifty nine and sixty for all the D two. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's about in range. Yeah. yeah so sixty one, you know, is good. Um, and also, if you if you get around to it, check check for the uh, Tucson's fourteen C twenty eight. I'd like yeah, to see that it. one. I'm interested. Yeah, definitely interested in that one. Mine seems to be holding a pretty good edge. Mm-hmm. And and you know, fourteen C twenty eight N can get pretty hard. So yeah, yeah, that one's definitely going to no be doubt. interesting. Um, so okay. next on the list is the Custom Knife Factory 520. Yes. It's, yes, sir. It's yes. gorgeous. It's long awaited. Okay. It's beautiful. That's one on one. It's so that's they, the smaller? They, yes. Yeah, that's the yeah. smaller one. New handled yeah, satin, new CF. I handled the, the Bohemoth at Blade Show and I just sat there and drooled wishing it was a little smaller. Yeah. This... I plan on getting this one and if it's too small, I'm going to trade it for 50. I had a 520. Three and it was so dang big. This is slated for <laughs> January 2020. So every time I look at it, I kind of reconsider. Like maybe I will buy one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm nice getting one for sure. It just like, like I, no I, I said it before, previous episode, uh, uh, episode way back that I think it's the prettiest front flipper out there right now. Oh, hands down. Like just design wise, like classiness look. Yeah, just it's, that oh, bolster, that shape. Oof. The contouring. You like see how every they said it's not going to be fingerprinty. So what are they going to do? Is it just going to be a matte? Well, if you look at the Zerkid, it's a lot more matte finished than the um, zirconium on the. Uh, oh yeah, that, they were super fingerprinty. Well, the, what it says here is better hand rub satin. So, I mean, the hand rub was nice on the other one I had. Well, this one's going to be better. Yeah, it's it better. <laughs> it's well, better. You know, well, you know what. Yeah, well, fingerprinting happens more on certain, like, so for example, like, little things can make things not fingerprinty. Like, everyone knows mirror polishes are fingerprinty. Yeah, but yeah, and you, that Zerk was pretty But if you do a stone wash on top of a mirror polish, it's not fingerprinty at all. Like, it's yep. probably one of the least fingerprinty. So, you know, fingerprinty as an adjective. But um, little things definitely do affect that. So maybe they just change up the grit or they slow down. Because, you know, even if you're using the same grit sandpaper, if, you, if you're going, like, faster or using a machine finish, um, it can, you know, grit gets inflated, right? So I can use, like, a 400 grit sandpaper. And then if it's going fast on a belt, as you use it up and the grit leaves the belt, it's getting finer and finer. So sometimes you go higher than you intended. Uh, yeah. So maybe they figured out how to you know fine tune that more, get it to the grit that they want it to be at, and then now it's less fingerprinty. So that's that would be the hope. Shout out to Kevin John. <laughs> yeah, the shout out to Kevin. Is, I was just about to ask that. The, uh... <laughs> you know, I, I heard that rumor a long time ago, and I they know I'm pretty it. sure that was the case. Yeah. Hey, but that dude, whoever, if that's a company or a person. <laughs> He does an excellent job. He's amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, So now I think we should move on to kind of like, well, this was our main topic, but we've, this is a long episode. So um, we'll see how long we we take with this. Um, It's it's not too long. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It'll be okay. You know, Echo, you're too long. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) You can interpret that however you want. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, I've had a few girls tell me that. Thank you, Brian. uh, (laughs) 
Um, so what we're going to talk about now is the uh, just aftermarket services, uh, modding, and you know knife making in general. Um, yeah, so, show like, yeah everything like you know what types of mods finishes do you guys like? Do you know there's like you know stone wash, acid stone wash. Yeah. There's different anodizing, whatever. Like whatever things. What are the what are the finishes you guys like that you would like to see on your knives? Well, you know. I've been really into like mirror mirror stone wash uh, titanium scales lately. I've been messing around a lot with that, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know it's mirror just, stone wash it, it's, titanium it very scales. That's interesting. Almost mirror. Let me let me rephrase that. It's a polish. I can't quite get a mirror finish even, on them. You, I'm too to lazy for that. It's a pain in the butt to get a mirror. I problem. I'll tell you that. You have to show me because that, <laughs> that might be why. <laughs> so a high polish stone wash on titanium. Yes. Um, okay. I mean the most like the coolest. Her most interesting um, aftermarket service to me recently has just been like Brian's reblades and all that, and the and the uh, um, regrinds. I don't know yeah. why, because it, it just makes knives look so different. You know, like the nine forty, like his uh, his nine forty reblade that he's been doing with Will. Like it almost made me want like a nine forty. It's almost like a completely different knife. You know. So that's the, that's more of like a drastic mod. It is. Um, it is because you are yeah. replacing a part. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I, and you, you're making you're making it custom because he's doing a custom heat treat, already done by Peter. So you know it's one of the it's a quality heat treat. Right. And I'm actually doing a custom heat treat myself now in the oven uh, because I I don't know if you heard this, um, but I sent it. I sent out one that I did to Kurt for testing, and it came back sixty five. Yeah. So I was oh, like, oh, I can get higher than what nice. Peters is willing to do, so I might as well just do it myself. But uh cuz Peters told me they wouldn't go higher than 62. Um What was so the reason? I was like, is 65 not a little little too hard? No, yeah, it is, but I can temper it down to 63 or 64. That's like oh, my okay. choice. Yeah. So you can lower yeah, it nice. as much as you want, but you know, they won't go past 62. Mm. Um so which it, it makes sense for them because, you know, they're they're trying to do it quick quick enough right so they know that they well they know they can't guarantee over 62 if they're doing big batches yeah so they're and they're not willing to you know offer something they can't guarantee which is reasonable um yeah yeah but i'm doing things i'm doing every blade one by one so it's like i can't really you know i have way more attention i can provide to each blade so that's just natural um but yeah so but what i kind of want to go into is like you know let's say you buy a new knife um what is going to determine whether or not you send that in for a mod or you keep it the way it is? Um, for me, it's mostly color. Color? That's the, that's the thing I can change the easiest. If it's titanium, I'll just re-anodize it or, or do something like that. Um, if it needs some, like a really drastic mod, like something I would have to send to you or another modder to do, mm-hmm. I'm probably not well, going to pick it up because that's just extra cost. I think cost. what people are most mm-hmm. comfortable getting done to their knives is anodization because it's easy to like do. It's one, it's easy to get someone to do, and also it's easy to remove if you... Yeah. It's yeah. cheap. Too. Right. So it's not expensive. It it's not a drastic change. It doesn't have to be permanent. And even right, if it it's, is... It's reversible. If, even yeah. if it is permanent, you can still sell it and it's it's not going to like dr- drastically lose its sale value really compared to yeah to some other mods you know so right so like compare so, so like you know it's not like someone took a a, a serrated pm2 and then made it a plain edge <laughs> you know it's it's not something that's gonna kill you <laughs> in the warranty yeah. yeah so 
I think that's what most people are comfortable doing. Uh, that's where I'm most comfortable doing. I'm not sure there are many other mod like, like the um, the harpoon stuff that Brian does. The only person I'd be comfortable having that done is with Brian. So yeah, yeah. Or unless you Brian's want to put some poon on it with rage and knives, but yeah. Yeah, he does a great job. I mean, and like just that, that was why I did my video on Brian's work because it's not easy to find a person that you trust and that and most of the time when you do find that person, their books are nowhere near to be open. Yeah. Or they're yeah. just not good like you can't you can't get you can't message Tom Crying and ask him to do a regrind. <laughs> yeah, party. you're right. It's also like ava- <laughs> it's availability. Like you're... now he used to. I like whenever I first got into collecting, he had that service. It's kind of like Brian, and sure Brian will get there too, to where it doesn't. It's not feasible for him to, to take orders. He might do a run of knives, reground, you know, like that's what Crying does now. He just takes he buy he gets a run of knives from a company, like a Blade HQ or something. He'll do ten or fifteen regrinds, and then they sell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You know, one thing that's interesting to me is I feel like the era of how modding is done has changed a lot. Um, Before, you know, I don't know how many years ago this was, but there was a time when people would send um, Boker knives to people like, uh, I forgot one of the guy's name, but Tough Knives is one of them. Yeah, Jeff Tuff Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex Dietz. Yeah, Alex Dietz, right. So they would mod Quikins and the, the War Toads. And, um, yeah. and and what was interesting about those mods to me is that people sort of somehow just came to the agreement that these are going to be the knives that get modded. And everyone was buying these knives with the explicit purpose of I am buying this with the intention of sending it off to get modded. Like no one was buying a yeah. Boker Quiken and just like, oh, I'm just going to keep it the way it is, you know? Like, yeah. So that, that, that was very interesting to me because I don't think we have that yet. Like I don't think a knife – similar to the Quiken and the War Toad in popularity has a com- has come about yet where people all want to mod it. I think nowadays we're getting a lot of knives that are like higher end and people don't want to mess with it. That kind of yeah. thing. Like I look at the CKF 520, how many people are going to mod those, you know? Not very many. <laughs> yeah. No one. Well, and you also see this happening too. Well, now you see a lot of like being that there's so much competition the modders, by the time they actually mod something special, they see it and they make their own change. That's yeah. what's happening a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, I, I have a feeling that Spyderco will see how, what you call it, what is it, Blades We Love is making that um, smock-style disengagement on their compression lock for the yes, military. Yeah. yeah, I have a feeling they'll end up doing that. You know, there's just... It, it, it does. It's not smart if you don't. Yeah, my sister just came home. By the way, <laughs> I thought that was you, Brian. <laughs> I, mean, I, I do that. He, do, he does do that. Yeah, I, I, I do thought that. you were doing another Instagram skit with the knives um, again. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely talk to my dogs in a different voice. <laughs> one of the uh, who does one of the mods <laughs> that I'm like, I was thinking about just now that I'd probably be most privy to is like choil mods. Like I just think, oh yeah, good, yeah, that's a good one. Choil mods, those are yeah. those, those are, are quick, quick and easy, easy too, and usually a good beneficial, like yeah. yeah, a tasteful mod to do. You know, I mean, some people right, it can some people yeah. might say it's not beneficial because like 
it can be a place where you, you get material caught up in and whatever. But for a lot of a, a lot of cases, uh, Choil mods are just good. Yeah, but the big brain Especially move for is, somebody yeah. who sharpens yes. on a on a, a fixed angle yeah, system. Yeah, I mean, I'll, yeah. Whenever that's one thing that annoys me a lot about some knives is they just have like really bad plunges. Um, so it just you know it's hard to sharpen those knives you know and compared to just at least in a way that looks good yeah exactly yeah, yeah. um compared to uh, a knife with a choil so it's always and it's something that's easy to do so that's something i probably i don't normally do it but like i wouldn't hesitate i wouldn't feel bad about doing it you know so yeah, yeah. That's, that's there's an interesting point to be made there which is um sweeping plunges so that's when you have a plunge that isn't a straight line but is a curve Mm-hmm. right those plunges the edge is going to be thicker um or near that plunge right yeah yeah um, that's just how it is and that's why you have sharpening toils which sometimes people miss the sharpening toil where it's like it's still the edge is still thicker even the even past yeah. the toil so you have to enlarge the toil to cover that area that's a lot of uh, react knives are like that um they I, i've heard someone say that they do it on purpose but i mean most people don't like it and they get the toil enlarged anyway um and so, you know, that is the interesting thing to me is they do the sweeping plunge because they think it looks good, right? It's an aesthetic choice. There's no functional benefit or disadvantage to a sharp. I thought, I thought a sweeping plunge helps with stress fracture. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Um, That's it, it's, not the case. Yeah, it's such a minimal amount of difference in steel. Like things like your stock thickness and stuff will matter way more than if you have a sweeping plunge or a straight plunge. Because um, a straight okay. plunge doesn't need to hit the spine necessarily. You can have a very slight... Uh, sweep so that it's not actually like going into the spine um but you don't you don't need to have like a drastic south african sweeping plunge like there's yeah yeah i gotcha um but yeah but you know it's so it's a aesthetic choice but at the very same time that they make what is not a bad aesthetic choice there um they make the choil so small that the um when you sharpen it the edge sort of i don't know what it's called like smiles 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 yeah I call yeah. it a yeah. smile. Right. And so what the edge smiles and I look at that and I'm like, no, but I don't like that. Like the sweeping plunge is fine, <laughs> but I don't like the smile. And that's why yeah. I like the mod of increasing the choil size whenever there's a, whenever there is a smile. Um, just, I don't know. I, it's I like smiling, I but it's actually yeah. dead inside. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you another thing with the sweeping plunge that I tend to not like. If you have a wicked edge, you know what I'm talking about. That usually being you got a thicker area back there, you're gonna hit that and it's gonna show. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're gonna end up scraping that part of the plunge line. Yeah. So yeah, no, that is definitely a thing, and that's why I, you know, there's a time where I, like I, I spent some time like practicing, and then I was like, man, I don't even like how it looks enough to be doing this, <laughs> like. I don't know, like, cause it it, it does it lo- it looks fine on a lot of knives. It's just that I didn't care enough to like. Compared to other skills I could be practicing, it just became not as much of a priority. I was like, I don't know. Because, like, I feel like other things, there are functional advantages in theory, but that was, like, not a disadvantage or a benefit. It was just kind of like a, if you like how it looks, then you do it and whatever. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you one mod that I refuse to do for anybody because, uh, and I, I, I would warn people to be careful, is doing a spider spidey hole. Mm-hmm. Because if if first of all if your heat treat's not right and the temper's not right and 
you, you send it to somebody who doesn't use the right size bit and they get way too close to that spine, it snaps so easily. Yeah. <laughs> if you're using the knife That's for real, you'll have a little split. It's interesting because the guy on our Discord, um, Chris, uh, CML Knife Forks, he does, uh, he does a lot of spidey holes for people. And well, he, I, I know him, and he does, he does it right. <laughs> but you got some of these guys that just use the same bit for all of them. Uh-huh. And you can't do that. I mean, you got to have enough meat in between that hole yeah. and the spine, or you're gonna get a crack right, right there. Yeah. What freaks me out is the Norsemans with it, and they have like a fraction of a millimeter <laughs> of spine left. Yeah. yeah, that's that's like something, you're basically Emerson waving it. Yeah, that's something that I've been looking at with. Because uh, so here's the thing: I'm doing the reblades with Spidey holes, right? Um, yeah. on the 940, and you know, I mean, for me, it's easier because if I want the hole moved up, then instead of making that space smaller, I can just make the blade wider, right? And just have the same amount of meat in between the hole exactly. and the and the spine. So that that's not a problem for me. But there were, there was actually one one blade where I put the hole too close to the spine, and it actually just like <laughs> it just like it just crumbled, and I was like, oh, oops, <laughs> oh dang. So yeah. I, I did lose I mean, one blade to that. After that, I was a little more careful, but um, definitely <laughs> like you can get two. So I, I just like, I'll, I mean, for me, it doesn't matter because I'm making my own blades. I can just cut out another piece of steel and make another one. Right. But I was thinking yeah. to myself, man, if I was a modder and that happened to me when I'm modding someone else's knife, that would be the scariest thing oh, ever. No, right. Because I just feel um, so Chris, ruin it. You have to buy Chris has one. messed up uh, some spidey holes on customers knives before. Like, and, you know, he's, most of them have been okay with it because he usually offers to acid wash it if he messed it up. He, I don't think he's messed up many, but like on, um, I think he did an 06, a ZT 0609 that where he was, um, you know, he had the bit on where he was doing the hole and it just suddenly like grabbed hard and twisted the knife around and almost like flung off the table so it kind of like left yeah. a kind of little trail across the blade so that's mm-hmm. that's something that you would have to look out for if you're doing a mod like that right because you can't um for an already finished blade you can't really yeah. clamp it down well and it's so hard because i mean that blade's so hard and if, if it's not flat you might think it is i've had it happen to me and that helicopter starts going around <laughs> yeah Right, because yeah. I mean, now I, I, I put a, a block in front of it, but still, yeah, that's a good idea. Dangerous. And I, I, that's why I mean, I would never like just, I would never offer that as a thing I do because there's just so much like BS that can happen. Because um, you know, when I'm doing it for myself, it's not a problem. You know, a scratcher there, I can just like grind that off. I don't care. But like, if it's someone else's knife, yeah. I'm just like, you just gotta be so careful with another person's knife. You know, so yeah. yeah. Definitely. That's why I'm really particular about these services I will offer to do for money. You know, if I don't feel like I can I can do it without a doubt, it's not a problem, I'll offer it. But like, for instance, somebody wanted me to crown the spine on one of their knives that I've done the same of mine. And I was like, look, I can do a damn good job on it, but I'm not... I haven't done it enough to make me feel like I'm proficient at it, so that's your choice. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. That that is the thing actually where sometimes I will do something and I'll show it on Instagram or something because I'm like, oh, it's cool, I, you know, I, I did it. But, you know, someone will ask me like, hey, um, I saw that you did this, can you do it on mine? And I'm like, mm. <laughs> okay. give me a few months, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, maybe if I yeah. practice it more. I mean, also, and you know, one thing I've done, because I value the experience of learning as well, I'll tell people, look, there is, if I'm not that experienced doing it, so if you're okay with me messing up, then I'll give it a try, and if I mess it up, I'll just buy you a new one, you know? Like, and if they're okay with that, then yeah, sure, I'm down to do it, but that's only when I have, you know, like, when I can afford to do that, right? Like, yeah, I won't do it on an expensive knife because obviously I can't afford to just um, <laughs> buy people new knives. So Vex, I really like the yeah. uh, the PM2 you linked with the the wave mod and the the pinky. You're hole. not supposed to like that. Dude. <laughs> You're not supposed to like that. Well, I, I, I like <laughs> that you brought it up because I completely forgot that people did that. You know, the Karumbit PM2. That's an emphasis. Yeah. It's amazing. That's an emphasis on the what military. The, the something bite or something fang or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that? I mean, if is that, that dummy like that, press cool. fit or something? Like, do they does it snap in? Yeah, I think it screws uh, in. I think it snaps in. You can you can buy it's them bizarre. aftermarket for a long. Yeah, it screws on both delica. sides, right? It's like a chain link. Yeah, it's such a bizarre thing to do to me. I bought scales for my PM2 when I was like newer into knives, and I bought the brass ones. Holy, they made it so freaking <laughs> heavy. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, yeah. You can kill someone if you throw. I don't know how side. anybody buys. Brass or copper scales, unless they're milled out extremely. Did they weighed at least like nine ounces. Did they least. smell bad? Did they smell like brass? Oh yeah, they smell bad. Yeah. I still have them. Please, someone buy them. Co- copper does have a bit of a scent to it. I have an entirely copper pin that I put like I just, it's kind of a toss around because it's durable as hell. It's super small. It weighs a ton, and if you use it for a while, your hands like it's hard to get. Yeah, disgusting. that's why I would hate. Yep. Like I, like I can imagine using a, a brass PM2 like outside in the garden or something like that my hand sweating and then like i i don't know like i rub the sweat off my face and i just catch this big metallic scent you know <laughs> that's yeah. about how it is Let's use your no, like you had a handful of pennies yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love how copper looks but that uh, between the weight and this and the smell of it i, I and don't patina is terrible too yeah. copper is the worst it, scale material i, I disagree i, no, I love no I no love no copper i don't know patina. it depends Vex, what, you're if, what about sad. when it what about when it eventually turns green like the uh, yeah, like yeah. the Statue of Liberty or just exactly. I actually um I actually owned a uh, you know the uh, Fisher space yeah. pens. Yep. Um so those are brass underneath. I could I'd sand it down and then do a force patina on it to get like that that like dark blue navy kind of color. It looks really cool. Well, so um yeah. Brass patina isn't as bad as copper patina though. Like it's not I prefer I prefer the way copper looks initially. Uh, bronze is my favorite after it patinas because it's like a teal color. Mm-hmm. Looks really cool. But those patinas wear so quickly. Yeah. Like I can use my copper pin that I have, and it can have a cool patina on it. And after I write with it, it's it's bright again. Oh, oh yeah, the the, the uh, Fisher space pin that I did that forced one. I had to put a clear coat over it. That's so yeah. Because the second you touch it, it rubs right off. Hmm. Yeah, I always wondered about putting a clear coat over an anodized titanium knife. I wonder if that would work. Like a, a titanium, anod- like say my anodizing finish, oh. if you could put a clear coat over it Ooh. and you it would what? hold I'm, up. I might actually try that and get back to you. Um, I have some scrap titanium that I practice anodizing on and I have um, some stuff I can clear coat it with. It may I be a little you, while, but I'll, I'll test that out. I bet you um, like Duracoat, the clear Duracoat and the the same, whatever the other one is called. I bet mm-hmm. you those may work, but I don't know if those are any oil-based or not. If they're oil-based, it'll ruin it completely. Yeah. Um, you'd, you'd have to be very picky with what you clear-coat it with. Yeah. But that would be interesting if you could prevent, because if it's just like a, a straight anodization, you don't want it to get scratched or anything like that, that might be a good compromise. 
but I do have a feeling that if you do it, it's it's going to turn into a matte finish because the light won't be able to play off of it as like it would normally. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I definitely would be what interested you, to see how it turns out you for put you. A, a thick clear coat on it and then polish that. Yeah, it's possible. I could try that. That might. <laughs> I, I may I may do polished titanium and then put that over it just to see how much of the light still reflects mm-hmm. off of it and keep it um, from oxidizing. Yo, yeah. for no particular reason, um, do you guys know any discount codes for Smoky Mountain Knifeworks? <laughs> um, I, I I I think there's like a ton of ten percent off ones. I'm, why don't Why don't we have one for the podcast? I just here? I just need one. I just need one. Uh, it's like an echo thing. Like right hey. now. <laughs> Like right now, Ryan, what are you buying? I mean, we're just talking about uh, customization. I want a ZTO six four zero. Oh, I love that so knife. Four zero. I mean, I, one I have that? one in the, the garage right now. Yes, yeah, the and it's so nice. I want... Yeah. Hey, Brian, why don't you buy me one too? I, I, that'd be a perfect Christmas <laughs> gift. Um, I've been Christmas. looking for one for a while. It's a little bit away from Christmas, though, don't you think? Like My birthday is coming up too. Days. You can, you can get me a, a Christmas slash birthday gift look at that birth um, chris let me Brian. see mm-hmm. it is basically birthdays hey, for me real quick i want to ask you this I, I see you you're dabbling into trying to to crack the code what do you think spider co is using to get this mirror wash on the bowie it almost looks like there's like a like they're polishing it then they're putting a fine blast on it and then they're stone washing it. Uh, the Bowie finish. Um, for I, yes. I'm, I'm almost a hundred percent sure that it's uh, porcelain, porcelain, uh, porcelain ball stone wash. Like they use like a thing that it should it should be pretty strong, like a tumbler. Um, that's probably what they're doing. So like maybe like a two thousand to two thousand five hundred grit, like almost mirror wash. Because I don't think they'll take it yeah. full mirror because that's too much work and it gets hidden by the stone wash anyway. So they probably take it like. You know, two thousand, two thousand five hundred, and then they do like a porcelain ball stone wash. Yeah, it, it has to at least be in the two thousand mark because you cannot see a single grind line yeah. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're definitely pulling pulling at that bar, but it's just it has that haziness to it that keeps it from being super reflective, which makes it perfect. But if you ever, I know you you've been trying to to get an efficient one. Yours, I like the way yours comes out too. Yeah. Oh no, I don't. I'm not. I'm not really gonna do the spider co one. That was just one person asked me to try to replicate it, so I just like yoloed it. Came out like yeah, pretty close, but not exact. Yeah, I just I, like sometimes because like sometimes I look at certain knives and I'm like, how are they pulling that off? And I'll <laughs> I'll go on blade forums and all these other forums to see if anybody knows and nobody knows shit. Some of these people say I'm like, dude, that would never work. <laughs> yeah, people people on blade forums always have to act like they know everything. It's like it's okay to not know some things, but <laughs> um, yeah. And hey, look, I, anybody that's on blade forums that's listening, I'm not shitting on blade forums. Just some of the people there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, you know, and there there are some good resources on Blade Forums. Like, you know, they're very helpful for, like, new makers and stuff if you're just getting into it. Um, but I think if you're a new collector, like, you're first getting into knives, like, collecting, I think it's not as friendly of an environment. Because, like, no, they're very, I mean, they're very nice to new makers. They'll give you tips on, like, oh, yeah, buy this steel. This is, like, a good setup for, like, you know, if you can't afford, like, the most expensive machines, etc. You know, they're, they're helpful for that. But if you're a new collector, they're not that nice to you sometimes. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, they can make you like shy away from the knife community because I'm serious. That's where I kind of got into the knife community by blade forms because I was looking for a certain knife. And my first in look into the knife community was that. And I was like, wow, these people are asses. <laughs> oh, they're so, a lot less friendly about mods as well, like modifications oh, yeah. to knives. Like, oh, they hate it. They absolutely hate it. Yeah, because on, <laughs> on, Reddit, on Reddit, if you show a mod, everyone's like, oh, that's so cool. How'd you do that, you know? On Blade Forms, they're like, why are you ruining your knife, bro? They are curious. like over there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They are like that over there. It's bizarre. Um, so Now, I, that's something I'll tell somebody, too. Don't don't mod a knife thinking you're going to be able to sell it easier unless it's a, a popular mod out, and that's still not a surefire way. I only mod knives that I don't plan on getting rid of. You know, I want it to be my own and, and make it the best I can possibly make it Yeah, for me. Um, so I feel like we should kind of wind down the podcast at this point. So is there anything else, uh, any of you would like to add maybe? Uh, yeah, Brian, I can't find that 10% off. Yeah. I'm not trying to add anything. I just, I'm trying to figure out the code. (laughs) 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 You want your phone to friend. Um, I gotta, I gotta shout out Will and tell him that the rowdy is overpriced even at $300. I disagree completely. The Rowdy's an amazing Rowdy's a, Have you Rowdy, tried Rowdy's one? a wait, Will Will likes mods generally, but when you talk about modding the Rowdy, he's like, No. Uh, <laughs> Brian, that's because you went to town with a drill press and made it a fixed blade and ruined the damn thing. Well I had two rowdies, Jake. <laughs> well here's well, the, apparently they weren't rowdy <laughs> well, I, enough. All I have to say is I I uh disagree with any opinion that Will holds and <laughs> Exactly. <Yep. laughs> He's always He's wrong. wrong. So he agree with me on everything, basically. Um, so yeah. <laughs> well, so without further ado, um, Nick, is there where would you like people to find you? Your YouTube channel and your Instagram or whatever. You want to plug those? There, uh, my YouTube, Instagram are both the same. Stasa twenty three, and I don't, I don't do much of Facebook. Just. Cause too much depressing stuff there. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you got. Do you have any uh, upcoming videos or anything you want to plug real quick? Uh, I got so many. Just, just stay tuned because I, I went a little crazy for uh, Black Friday and before Ooh. this whole month. So I got a, a bunch of new stuff coming out. Well, um, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast. So really, we really appreciate. Yeah, it. I, I appreciate y'all inviting me on. I had a great time. Anytime y'all ever want to do this again, y'all awesome. let me know. Um, yeah. So all right. you can, Thanks, you can find all you can find our podcast um, on you know Spotify and everywhere. Um, you can also talk to us uh, if you go on to the sidebar of the r slash uh, knife club. You can find the knife club Discord and you can talk to all of us there. So, all right, guys. Well, I'll see you on the next podcast.